Gonderson, let me know when you get anything. Got a cigarette, Nelson? I can't take much more of this. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Johnny, how much more coffee? No thanks. Chief, these reporters won't leave without a statement. How much longer can those passengers hold out? Uh, half an hour and that's 45 minutes. Who's flying the plane? One of the passengers. But he's an experienced Air Force pilot, a flew during the war, so there's no cause for alarm. Henshaw, take over. What kind of plane is it? Oh, it's a big, pretty white plane with red stripes and curtains in the window and wheels, and it looks like a big Tylenol. And welcome back to WTF and Vaughn Deal. And I get on stage right, drop the mic, walk up to these hot chicks and I'm all right. Sup, ladies. My name is Spicy. I'm the lead singer of WTF Lately with... Danger! What the fuck? <laughs> and today, I, don't know, I, I just, I just in a split decision. I mean, uh, you know, decided to do that instantly. You've been listening too much, too much, uh, too much Marshall Mathers and D12 lately, man. I think any is too much. Uh, <laughs> with today, we are joined by an esteemed guest. I did not know we had someone so uh, prestigious in our little Discord here. Outcast. Prestigious is a little aggressive. He knows about game dev stuff, which is perfect because not only do people have lots of things they say or make up or wildly post on the official forums, but they all circulate around game development in this game. So, yeah, yeah, happy to be here. Seemed like fun. I was going on for this. I was disturbed when you said you've listened to all the episodes. I go, oh, no, not all, most, not all. (laughs) And now he's here to give us a piece of his mind. (laughs) Oh, man. No nah, man, I enjoy I enjoy the show. Um, I, I, we definitely don't agree on like everything outside the game for sure, but that's okay. People are different. But I thought I'd come in and give like some perspective on just game dev, and we've had a lot of there've been a, like a lot of arguments and stuff about SE and the shit they deal with and all that kind of stuff. I'm currently on a skeleton crew myself, trying mm-hmm. to put out a massive update for a game that we released last year. So I kind of get where they're coming from with uh, like limited resources and stuff, because it sounds like they have even less resources than we do. I try to be very understanding to a certain extent on certain topics when it comes to the game development for Eleven. I'm usually I, I very judgmental, as everyone who listens to the show knows. But when it comes to trying to give them credit where credit's due, I, I get very judgmental. Like I think a lot of people just want things and that's where they get lost. And I try to go with you know, as much as I want it, it doesn't matter. But is this fair for me to be harsh about? Well, at the risk of just pissing everybody off, gamers are the worst. Oh, yeah. Fucking people are the worst. Yeah, I would say so. Like, usually when I interact with people, it's the gamers that always seem the most entitled. So I can agree with that, at least on some level. If we go back to the mental health episode, there happens to be a certain way that they're constantly being rewarded by playing and they get used to being rewarded. They just want that dopamine, man. The I get dopamine it. Dopamine drip. <laughs> chase it chase that dopamine i know i'm getting increasingly older but what the fuck is with calling like fashion drip now who the fuck made now? that up? man that's like years old is it okay see I told get you. With it. It, it is years old but i also don't understand it so it's good it's the drip well if you're telling me to get with it the answer is na 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 Okay, so congratulations, Outcast. No one is going to listen to this episode. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> already now I can say whatever I want. Fantastic. Yeah, fuck, it's already crashed and burned. That was oh, so man. tell us how you're doing, Outcast. Let's let's go there. Oh, you're starting with the guest? This is wild. You know, I might as well for once. You're not table. <laughs> Poor table. You're not funk works. Come back, come back, table. Come back to the game, my dude. 
Yeah, oh man. It, it's the worst thing when you need a person and Table always says, I'm not going to make it tonight for like the seventh month in a row. <laughs> Does he just say that every day for the last Not, a, not every months? day, but a couple times that's a, a pretty funny. That's a good meme just to be like, oh guys, sorry guys, can't make it. Not even <laughs> sub. Just... <laughs> Not even sub. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I'm I'm good. Uh, busy busy couple weeks at work, um, doing stuff. I don't know. I guess I'll talk about our real life first. Um, we're talking about this pre-show for a second, but um, I'm I'm some on something of a skeleton crew myself. There's basically like three programmers and then a few level designers. Um, we've got uh some animators and artists part time. But we're we released a game last year. I'm gonna come out. I'm just I'm not gonna say where I work. Um, I'll talk about some titles I've worked on. Well, yeah, I people yeah, don't box people, <laughs> people are astute enough to figure it out. So just if you really care, go you can go figure it out. We got a guy in our it, status not even say his time zone. So I mean, I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> My address is. Um, <laughs> uh, a game came out last year called Arcade Again. Um, we had a lot of interesting feedback, and that game started out as something completely different. And we basically pivoted it um, with the existing code base, tossed out ev- all art assets we had because it was using an IP that we would definitely get in trouble if we kept using without permission. But um, and I and I can't talk about what the previous IP was, at least not on air. It's top secret, um, man. It, uh, I don't. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Don't worry about it. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, Thanks. The, <laughs> no, they. So we had to pivot. Basically, we, we were. We had like six, we took six months. It came out early access. Um, and then a year later it came out. So it came out last summer, July, I think. Uh it's exclusively on Epic Epic Games. Um because they they do great exclusivity deals. Um, but not a lot of people like the platform. So um I, I don't think we're we're gonna be doing stuff like that in the future. Um there's also gonna be a Steam release this summer. Um and it's also on like PS5, Xbox. Series X and PS4 and Xbox One. I just got Steam for the first time like a month ago. So so proud of you. You're such a gamer. What's the thing about the FXI community is like sometimes like we're just so old we don't have other video games. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know. Like there are a ton of people I play Eleven with that don't play other games, and I'm just like I kind of have to. Um, <laughs> I get, I get. There's a, it's a huge red flag when you talk to a game dev and they're and they're like, oh, what do you like? That's our quite. It's one of the questions we ask in interviews. Is like, what games are you playing? Uh, Legend it's of like, Soul not <laughs> are you tom hanks was that zoltar the no legend, legend of zoltar is from aqua teen <laughs> okay and clam clam digger these are the these are some deep cuts man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they uh yeah so we're working hard on on kind of doing some updates um some some managerial shifts have happened in the company and on this project specifically and um, we're getting to do like some stuff that we've wanted to do for a long time, but our hands were kind of tied. Um, so I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. Like they're one of the big things is our characters kind of look like Osmosis Jones. Like that's the vibe. Um, yeah. We don't have noses. They're like pink and blue and purple and stuff. You're and, talking about like, deep cuts and just dropped Osmosis fucking Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you did Will Smith. I did Chris Rock. It's fine. Drix so all. They, <laughs> so they uh one of the biggest things pieces of feedback we got from like reviewers and um content creators and stuff like that is like not really feeling connected to their character because they're not humanoid enough they're just like they resemble human people with legs and arms 
Um, so we've got some stuff coming down the pipe to like the biggest thing is like give them noses. <laughs> you went the Dragon Ball Z route, I see. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, it's cool stuff. I'm doing. I work mostly on like AI systems um, for that project at least. Um, I touch a lot of gameplay code. Um, they, yeah, I'm writing like directors and stuff for AI systems to kind of track where the players are and to spawn enemies appropriately and have it all scale because it's it's a roguelite it's very kind of risk of rain 2 hades um okay en- enter yeah. the gungeon uh finding of isaac what's the other one we were playing gunfire I, reborn i got enter the gungeon on switch because it was on sale for like two bucks and then i played it for five seconds and regretted buying it and i go this is you're like, like yeah, it's yeah. not a game for me not for I'm me not, <laughs> i'm not i'm not good at this i'm not enjoying I get it. this I get it's like it. eh. Yeah. So it's just um it's interesting. And in the past I've worked on a lot of other in other weird situations and, and stuff, which I'll talk about later. But no, yeah, we're we're doing a lot of fun stuff. So I kinda had to tell my sorty semi-static like, sorry guys, I can't make it today. I have a lot to do. <laughs> you take the fuck danger route lately. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, you know, you just gotta knuckle down and get get shit done. So Yeah, that's true. I generally do play during the day, um, like at lunchtime and, and stuff and, and when I can and just kind of get ahead on work and and then just kind of do what I want. But have not been ahead in a while, so I'm trying to catch up on stuff. And then uh, oh, in game, game or- um, a, bit, you know, a little bit of column A, a little column B. He meant his bills. No, I mean oh, uh, on, uh, on my workload, just trying to catch up on my workload for to hit deadlines and stuff for work. But um, in game stuff, um, recently leveled and geared blue mage which is being it's hella fun um uh we we do pretty standard like dynamis a couple times a week do one runs like for unlocks and one runs for wave three clears if anybody wants or we come with like predetermined setups to to actually efficiently farm so we we basically cleared wave one and two on uh friday yesterday friday and um i still had like two wipes because i was paladin but i was dding we've been theory crafting some paladin dd sets and it turns out <laughs> not terrible shining one yeah yeah oh no uh savage blade oh yeah you just and, got a bunch uh, of mobs Nike, for tp savage blade and and um i st- i stuck with um excalibur actually it's still yeah. kind of it scares through wave one and two those mobs are joke um mm-hmm. i did end up swapping to like actually tanking in wave two because that's some shit hit the fan and i like wasn't quick enough to swap sets and get into the thick of it and hold stuff and everybody just kind of hit the ground. I was like, uh Oh, so what you're so. saying is that you actually were all of the paladin that you could be. I was third on the parse for a hot second. Oh, and oh, then baby. I, I killed our charmed Sam and got ahead of him. That was uh calculated <laughs> as you do, as you do. <laughs> it's been a while for that one. It's to be fair. He killed the thief first and um, I was just avenging our thief. It sounds like dynamics, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a bit divergent from everyone else's experiences yeah. in pugs and stuff, but <laughs> yeah. well, I, I run with we run with very consistent faces, so it's it's very very LS oriented. We're not huge fans on carrying people. Um, maybe occasionally if they're like just back to the game and they get in, if we get a good vibe from them, we're like, yeah, we'll carry you a little bit, but we're not gonna just like hand everything to you. And um, yeah, that's usually usually comes from they ask questions. Um, how to how do how do I get better at X thing? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we do. I do. Yeah, like I said, I have a semi-static for sortie. Our jail static is kind of on a break, I think, because um, 
the guy that organizes it also is trying to hit deadlines. And he oh, no. he gets up. He's in like he's in like he's on the other side of the world. So he gets up like at the butt crack of dawn to come play with us. Oh, a solid turn of phrase. Yep. And uh, yeah, so he's um, he's just like, I got to take a, probably a month or two off. And just I'm more productive first thing in the morning. And I realized I'm gaming later in the day than gaming early in the day and then trying to work after. I was like, that's fair. That's some serious RL min-maxing when you go, you know, I'm more productive when I game in, in later in the day. So I got I to gotta change my routine so I'm more productive. So we were, we were um, starting V20s and, and doing some RP farm and stuff. We're kind of behind the curve, but we do what we can. Well, that's all right, man. Everyone's behind the curve. They just want to admit it. <laughs> some curve more than others. <laughs> I've got like a, a piece of R20 Niame. I'm cool. We're good. Oh, no, that was a dick joke. <laughs> oh, my Niame oh, has a big dick. dick yes. okay. I, I went out to see who would take the step into making it about how far behind they are. It's not the size that matters. Mm. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <me>. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done rambling. How you doing then, Fox? I know you've had quite the week. I had quite the two weeks. Um, it's weird. So I, I try to schedule things for folks. And this is actually like, like I'm talking the real life side of things before the game side of things. But I try to schedule things for folks because I, I have a pretty, pretty deep respect for the people who give me time out of their adult life, you know, to, to run events and things like that. And, you know, I've gone through quite a bit of just like trying to make that work with people, you know, having to refine the group uh, for one one reason or another and honestly it's like really disheartening that i have to be the one that's like fucking things up right now because like what i have going on at school is the opposite of consistent <laughs> um like there'll be some days where it looks like i have like nothing going on and i'll be like yeah sure let me start planning some stuff you know get people you know more excited about the things that we're going to start doing um and then all of a sudden just just out of nowhere i have like an exam and like homework that wasn't supposed to be due but suddenly is and yeah all of a sudden all the shit hits the fan so while it's not like adulting strictly it's still like enough of adulting to where i have to like let everybody down it really sucks to do that so you know i i apologize for that to my group for anyone who might be listening but um yeah it's just been really disheartening lately i i just been kicked in the dick like for two solid weeks and you know, those penis sicknesses, man. Behind but, the curve. Uh, very, very behind the curve. Um, but yeah, like, I, I just hope that it, it becomes consistent at some point. I don't mind a large workload as long as the, the large workload that's happening is consistently happening so that I can make a schedule for it. Um, so yeah, so all of a sudden I look like a piece of shit, though, for sure, for real. Like, when it comes to just canceling stuff, because I never cancel things. Uh, not because of me, anyway. Um, as far as in game goes, though, like we managed to to just like randomly pick up the Kalunga kill, which was cool. So yes, we got we the V twenty five Kalunga taken care of. We Kalunga that, that guys. Kalunga that guy's yeah. ass off. Yeah, we just like rolled up. Uh, we just rolled up one of those days, and we just like one one him on that day. And that was Not everyone. That we one for one him overall. Everyone but, wanted yeah. to change the strat, and I said I was going to be in the simplest terms. I didn't want to say like, oh, I really want to keep doing. it. I said, guys, I'm going to be upset if we change the strat and do this. But if you want to change the strat, that's fine. I'll just be upset, and we'll still do it either way. But uh, at the, so, the, the we left it in your hands for me. <laughs> left, left it in your hands, Fox. And, and I said, Fox with the side. And you go, okay, we're going to the same jobs. And I go, yes, because everyone voted against doing that, and you just called it. And I go, thank you. Fox. Yeah. So what's funny about that is more context is that uh, I came back one day uh, because my group convinced me to tank Kalunga and Paladin, where we've only used Rune Fencer like the entire time, 
and runes they seem to like randomly get one shot by the mob mm-hmm. and I, I it, it just happens i guess i guess it's just a, a thing that's inherent to rune fencers they don't uh, i think on paladin honestly i didn't even block on paladin man i tanked it in an aegis yeah and... but you're taking the magic damage down with mdt too <laughs> i can't yeah like paladin just kind of laughs at, at kalunga so like if you can if you have a paladin and you're and you're struggling with that a little bit i would try using a, a paladin for the fight to see how it goes because it, it was it was a lot easier <laughs> We would have, uh, but there so, was there was no paladin besides you, so we had to change the whole setup. So I right. would have used. It's not like I wanted to keep the rune fencer; it would had to be kept to keep the setup with beastmaster. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up using um, rune blue beast uh, core bard white mage for the for the kill, and people will notice that like dark knight is not among that list. Now there's more, which felt really good. Um, it was nice to be able to play Beastmaster in the fight, but yeah, that's what ended up happening is I, I found that Paladin was a more solid tank. So I was like, Hey guys, check this out. Paladin's a more solid tank. And then suddenly people were like, well, maybe we want to do it this way. And I was like, well, you know, I would recommend trying to use Paladin. And then everyone started voting on it and everyone got excited about the Paladin thing because everyone had their, their hearts in the shitter because of, you know, runes were exploding. And then, uh, yeah, finally it comes to like the day of and it's like, let's just give it another try. You so know, I voted for it. Yeah, Velner, I watched Velner's clear live and he was on Paladin for that, right? Yeah, I would I would take a Paladin Possibly. to take that because it just works better for not dying. But there was something about it's something that what Akinen was doing. Well, actually Akinen died in our run because he wasn't timing things. A few of his deaths were from not timing things. When I went ruined for a few runs, I had much less death than Akinen. So Yeah, I mean it happens, but it does happen. It's just you know, you gotta be yeah, very so... careful. So, like, if you happen to have, you know, the same setup that I mentioned, like, but a paladin instead of a rune, like, you might have an easier time. It's also nice being able to throw out AoE cures, too, to help the, to help the white mage out. So, there's all that good stuff. I think I think people underestimate the power of majesty cures. Yeah, well, and it's not going to be on, because you're going to be dispelled constantly, so. Majesty's up every a, minute. It's a one-minute job ability, though, so you just... Well, it, it will be on sometimes, but with how often you get dispelled in that fight, you will get back-to-back dispels, and it's just not going to... What were you doing on Beast in that setup? Uh, I was providing Killer Instinct, and then uh, I would switch from um, Beast Monte Broth. Uh, it's the, the the Lynx familiar, and then um, I would also have them uh, on top of the attack. We'd get pre-fight. I had companions roll, so I'd also give myself frenzied rage. Um, I opted for that over the sheep because I didn't want to use regular rage because it gives you the negative fifty percent defense, which is why the Dark Knight was dying. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be a Dark Knight, so let's just give myself 20% attack boost with no downside for like eight minutes, call it a day, right? And then and isn't so it also would, a beast, so it gives the right killer instinct beast against lizards? Yeah, yeah, so I don't have to swap it out either um, right away anyway. So yeah, I, I roll up, I immediately give myself Frenzied Rage, lasts basically the entire fight, and then I give out Killer Instinct, I throw the links in the garbage, and then I, I pull out... <laughs> I pull out uh, Generous Arthur, as most Beastmasters do, and I uh, proceeded to just every minute, I would um, give it Crossaboos, and then I would run out, stay it away from the fight so that I don't have to be in, in like weird pet DT sets, and then run back in. Um, I used Imer and maintained AM3 and just spam Calamity. And then okay, so you're, the you're, bu- you're buffing damage and providing damage and pulling out your mm-hmm. big slug. Got it. AM3 yep, single build there's, there's your dick joke. There it is. Pulling the slug. Yeah, I, I tried a bunch of different axes. Um, first one I tried was uh, Farsha actually, and it was okay. But the rate UTP without like JA haste as a beastmaster feels really bad without the extra fencer traits a warrior gets. 
So I went with the uh, the, the enhanced TP speed of Pangu AM or not Pangu um, uh, Imer AM three. I tried I tried Pangu also, but it was also pretty bad. There was no reason to use it. Yeah, it was that? Oh, and then uh, we did the skill chain. It was a uh, Bora Axe to Bora Axe to Bora Axe to Bora Axe, or it was Bora Axe to Savage Blade. Expiation. Um, or expiation because they'll both do it. Um, so it's a real flexible multi-step skill chain that won't heal Kalanga and we had to kill fighters. So, this beast perspective it was pretty easy. Stayed in DT. Um, like as far as like roles in the fight go, like if you're there on Beast Master and you have the common sense to like stay your pet away from the mobs, you have like one of the easiest jobs in the, in the party. <laughs> the only thing is when the aura goes up and you got to reapply defense down, attack down. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I did that constantly anyway. But yeah. Basically, because I was part of the skill chain, I had to uh, do the skill chain first, and then I would always pop back out and put uh, corrosive beams back on everything. So. so the whole concept was we even had a tack down aura for the first bit, and it was not a problem at all for us. Uh, mm-hmm. And the tank also died, and we didn't lose because of that. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was good. Tank, died, tank straight up died, and we still won. <laughs> attack down is actually desirable against Kalunga because you don't want defense down or magic defense down or even magic evasion down. Yeah, but the idea was DPS is never a problem. People melt Kalunga with Dark Nona Warrior. What they do, do as you do, is die. And the, how do you mitigate that? You bring a Beastmaster to apply because they just people just bring Warrior and or Dark Knight and Geo, and the Geo stands there. But I don't think that's as effective because no, it's just it's like not providing it's, any it's damage. Body member minus one as we're finding out on a lot of these V twenty five fights because you want as many people contributing to the weapon skills as possible to help reset that wall. Correct. Especially when we have a Bard and Corsair using Savage Blade here, and we have to keep breaking them up. Yeah. So, the idea was dying is the biggest problem. How do we mitigate dying? Well, you need a job that can put out good DPS while mitigating things. Geo is not it. So you bring Blue Mage for Mighty Guard, and you have resets. So you give everyone Barrier, Tusk, and Mighty Guard, so the ads don't really do stuff to you. I mean, they do hurt you. You can also unbridled wisdom and get up a bunch of stuff, yeah. Yeah, but I need to give it to everyone else, too. Oh right, for diffusion. Because you're in a fight where you get I listen, weakness. I just leveled blue. Okay, you're you're in a fight where you get weakness on everyone, and you have magic yeah. attacks going out, and you can't use all the defensive buffs you want because anyone's enough damage. Do you guys deep DD through the weakness? When we had um, everything on, yeah, but sometimes they back yeah. out. Okay, so yeah, I we we still we definitely out. turn on. Uh, we we basically farm V twenty and turn when when we can, so our rune doesn't blow up. Uh, as a blue, I, I would not almost. Run I almost always leave because I'm not critical, but I always also tell the white mage I'm leaving too. Like I'm stepping out is usually what I'd say, um, so that they don't center me as a like a cure, like a curaga or something. I've been because white we did have that last happen, and that's definitely a thing. Yeah, yeah, that definitely happens. <laughs> so it's uh, it's not great when it does. Because blue mage, yeah. blue mage, and beast are the greatest duo in there, as far as I'm concerned. Because yep. the most vulnerable people there were the Bard and the Core, obviously, because they are Bard and Core. But Blue Mage runs with Lizard Trait Killer, so Lizard Killer Trait. And I'm also eating a Behemoth Steak with Lizard Killer on it again and getting Killer Instinct. So my Lizard Killer Trait is being activated by the Killer Instinct that it wouldn't otherwise be. And I'm able to reduce damage taken on top of Barrier Tusk, on top of Mighty Guard, on top of raised HP for my traits, and on top of just yeah. being a Blue Mage. So I'm able to... You know, when the tank goes down, I regret not having Cocoon on. I was checking my menu. I'm like, oh, I don't have Cocoon on. I regret not having it on, but I still didn't die. The worst thing that could happen would have been Dispel. Yeah, which I'm glad didn't happen. <laughs> yes. Is, uh, isn't Lehar the only physical move? Uh, 
serration is hybrid. Serrations. That's the dangerous one, but I can take a serration when I have my buffs up. Because yeah. I have Carol 2, Mighty Guard, and Barrier Tusk. So I'm and I'm sitting there in blue DT, obviously, too. So I'm I'm doing pretty well. And that's just yeah, how I'm, we I'm tackle convinced it. that that uh, serration's hybrid. Yeah. Yes. It, we know it is because the water shrimp can absorb it occasionally. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that explains why Aegis was so good against it then. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And so I assume, I assume, I assume that Goe Gerard's attack down is preventing the attack bonus from blistering Rar from activating. Because... Mm, I don't know. Mm, I think that the I don't attack think it's down bad. was nice. Uh, and it always lands. So people who are out there who are weird about it, like the, the, the attack down always lands unless there's something actively blocking it, like a higher attack boost or something. Um, the the real benefit of having the AoE attack down like that it's is so that the, uh, the yeah, the... the the turtles that spawn get attacked down on them and, and they hit you less hard. I think that's kind of nice. Because if I think it was blocking it, and unless it's getting overwritten and then overrides it later, because it was noticeable using that versus before when we didn't have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Rune Fencer was dying a lot more, slash taking a lot more damage when we didn't have Gooey Gerard and we weren't using Beast yet. So I think it's overriding or at least preventing or as an equal priority. Also, never ever use Gooey Gerard. Always use Generous Arthur. Yes, Generous. <laughs> uh, I'm not a beast. I just know. Yeah. I want to be. That's, that's the slug I know. For, non, for non-item level pets. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I was a cook back at, before I level, I had I made the Gooey Gerards as a cook. So that's why. He said Gooey. I heard Generous. So it's fine. Oh, well, <laughs> sometimes you. the goo can be generous. Oh, uh, one thing about it, though. Um, I always, whenever I bought a pet, a pet out, um, I did not favor Bestial Loyalty. I favored Call Beast instead because that timer is only three minutes. And that actually allows you, in addition to core resets, um, to be able to reapply Killer Instinct at 40%. And what I recommend to anyone listening who's going to use a Beast is that even if Killer Instinct runs out before 40%, let it be. Um, just reapply it at 40 because once you go under 40, that's when the real fight starts and like things get really terrible. Don't so get you want to hold, hold on to it. That's yeah, really bold of you to it. assume people have a Beastmaster they can invite. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to use a Beastmaster, like, use it properly. And, like, if it wears off, like, don't try to immediately reapply Killer Instinct. Just wait for 40. Wait for the turtle to come out. Make sure you have the 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 ooze on the new turtle. And, you know, do, do it calmly instead of just, it's off. I must switch pets now and, you know, fuck everything. So it's a little bit of finesse, I guess. Yeah, that was, uh, that was basically that. Yeah. Not a not a lot else going on. He didn't do any landscaping. I guess we killed another killed another Amazon. No, yeah, right. Landscaping. <laughs> I don't know how are you doing, spicy. Uh, so first here we got my keyboard broke. Why'd you throw it? I didn't throw it. <laughs> so this time, what happened was one of the the ender key got a little stick. Like the uh, it was getting caught on something and it would get stuck down and it was fucking things up when you're hitting enter multiple times playing this game. That's a problem. <laughs> so I was trying to use my health insurance card to <laughs> from my wife from her employer. It's it's thinner card than like a credit card. It's like those thin flimsy health insurance yeah, yeah. cards. So I was trying to get beneath it to like find whatever the issue was because it, it was like it was a Logitech uh, keyboard, like one of the one of the flat key ones, not like one of the basic ones. It's like the big wide flat key annoying big thing and it's it's i've taken the part before when the cat threw up in it if you recall <sighs> and that was there's a lot of screws it was like 20 something it was like a fucking ton of screws and i didn't want to take it apart again so i was trying to just get under it and then 
so I figure it wasn't working, and I'm trying to still... That was the the runway one fox. My enter key was getting stuck. It was getting depressed and yeah. not working, and it was causing it's problems. part of the technology. So <laughs> I, I got a little fed up at the end of the night, and I gave it the old Sean Connery. I walked up to her and gave her a little slap slap, and I figured mm. I'll just flip it upside down. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I'll flip it upside down and reverse it. And then I smacked it a few times, Sean Connery style, to hope anything might like jar loose, like debris. There might be like a crumb or a cat hair or something in there. And the lights on the keyboard flashed a little bit, as in like something got jarred in the wrong way. And then it stopped sending. It connected to the key, the computer it was telling me, but it was not working any keys. So then I take the whole thing apart, <laughs> which I didn't want to do in the first place. I put it back together. It's still not working. So I have to get your new- cotton swab and your alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. After multiple times of this, just this thing's got to fucking go. The cat throwing up when it ruined it. It's been on borrowed time. I just didn't want to so, buy another uh, one. So what's your, what's your new keyboard looking like? I just picked up a fucking Cherry uh, Stream keyboard. It's just a basic. It's not as nice, but I'm not spending tons on a keyboard. That one looks like it's fine. So it lights up and changes color depending on its mood. <laughs> no, there's no there's no back. <laughs> this was a backlit keyboard. There's no backlit on the new one, so I don't need it. I just need a keyboard that feels tactile. I hate the mechanical ones because I don't want to jar my eardrums out of this dimension by. So my buddy loves those. I, like, it feels I, great. I, it feels great. It. But it fucking sounds like the worst in-law. I love mechanical keyboards. Every every programmer I know does. And yeah, I feel like we're working. Never I I do work from home now, just like permanently since COVID. But when we were working in the office, just like it. You knew people weren't doing anything when you didn't hear <sighs> all the time. <laughs> I like a quieter keyboard that just feels nice when I touch it. I don't want the stiff resistance that I know I've pressed it. I'm not playing a, a hard game here, so. I actually need to go get a mechanical keyboard. I was I was thinking about it the other day. <laughs> it's like a fucking chicken pecking at some seed. Yeah. Logitech G910 is a, is a nice one, Fox. I'll make note of that. Fox is a cherry kind of guy. He's not an extravagant $150, $200. Like, the keyboards are so fucking expensive. With them. When they're good, they're expensive. When they're, when they're not, they're fucking garbage. There's like no in between. There's, yeah, there's no like uh, budget, decent keyboard keyboard space. Yeah. As I stare at my budget, non-decent keyboard that uh, occasionally gets stuck somewhere. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think it's the up arrow. But for whatever reason, whenever I click on like, like Windows or I go to search something sometime during my day it'll constantly like sp- it'll constantly like scroll upwards like it's trying to select something like i'm hitting a bunch of buttons and like i'm I'm not even if i shut it off turn it back on still is it i have to like restart my computer to get it to stop so i don't know man. my uh my, my co-workers and i we take peripherals very seriously like anytime someone's planning to buy something new they just they hit up like our slack channel and just they're just like what do, what does everybody use give me feedback right now i need reviews <laughs> Everyone, yeah, you never everyone. get anything that fails, right? So hide your peripherals, hide your stuff. There's a serial port toucher on the loose. I should be more serious about that. I, I, I historically have not cared as much as long as it works, and I need to stop doing that. That was a good old joke. Serial ports are like the boomer. Yep, boomer port. Serial port toucher on the loose. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a bit of a drive, so I didn't know what happened. It's a recent event. I did. We don't go to it because it's not exactly close but tony's diner if anyone recalls is now under new management you remember tony's diner fox there's one episode is that on kitchen nightmares no it was on one episode of this podcast quite a while ago tony's diner is under new management it is now more appropriately named to the area roberto's 
So we've lost a moment of silence for Tony. I'm sure that's actually going to get yeah, enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to apply the thing to it. There's going to be no moment of silence anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, there won't be. There won't be. Fuck this. There's no silence needed. So now we got reverse. Dis- just disrespect is what it's going to sound like. <laughs> <laughs> moment of silence. Okay. So. I didn't think that one through. Oh, also, I have, I have a local beer today. I was planning oh. on getting out another one of those fruit beers from the, their three years old Fox to, I said, every few months we'll revisit it. And I plan on doing that. But today. Oh, there's going to get more and more poisons, man. <laughs> not like that Mad Elf on New Year's. That was, that was a fucking disaster. That was the first time I had to dump a beer down the sink mm. ever in my existence. Mm. That, was, that was fucking sewage. But now I have from Bolero Snort up in North Jersey, Jersey Sarcasm. It's just a plain lager. And oh. on the side of this, Fox, it says, <clears throat> this no-frills, pun-free beer is just that, beer. Unadulterated by nonsense, just straight-up American malted barley and flaked rice, fermented dry and then cold-conditioned for as long as we felt like. In case you need further explaining, pick it up hit, and hit your taste buds straight from the can or pour it into one of your fancy glasses. So its Everything. gimmick is that it doesn't have a gimmick. And beneath that, it has a dashed line cutout that says, you know what to do here. I really like the as long as we felt like. That's a good line. Yeah. That is the shotgun place to punch a hole if you're shotgunning. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is just a plain, plain beer. But Fox has oh, the fruit man. beer tonight. Fox didn't even mention he has a fruit beer. That's a sacrilege. How lame. How lame are we when we're like describing on air how to shotgun a beer with a perforated outline? I don't have a perforated um, outline. It's great. Drinking the, the squeezy rider IPA. Yeah, all this, all this can hold it. Take it squeezy. It's all right. I, hey, it says no fruit was harmed in the making of this beer, so I'm going to go with the fact that it's not a fruit beer, even though I know it's an IPAs. That's one of those hipster it's, citrus. It somehow ones. has citrus, but that doesn't have anything to do with, with fruit, so I'm not going to ask any questions because it was good. No tomatoes were <laughs> put in this beer. Yeah, tomatoes. <laughs> I would complain about the driving as well, because on the way there... Oh, okay, one thing I will say. So in the mail, mm. in the mail I got something from the local Volkswagen dealership that said you know match up these things it was like a like a fucking scratch off kind of thing but it wasn't a scratch off you just pull the flap up what'd you win yeah and it says um symbols da, 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 da. um <laughs> and it says if you match this or that and you got to pull up the six different little tabs if you match this or that and it says that you win twenty thousand five thousand one thousand or like five dollars or whatever so it's like mm-hmm. okay got in the mail and inside it has like also this bullshit fake plastic check written like two thousand dollars off a used volkswagen and it's like, okay, oh. whatever. So we put like them up. Spoilers, they're already telling you you won. Well, that's a separate thing. I'm, I'm looking yeah. over, I'm like, this is just trying to get me in there. I know that much. And it's probably just to get a thing. When I'm looking at it, I go, this. well, this thing is separate from the thing here. And it says it gets me off a car. But this thing's just a sweepstakes thing. And it says, no purchase required. All the fucking legal jargon you think. So we open it, it says that you won $5,000. And I go, okay, I guess I'll go to the liquor store I never go to to buy this local beer, I guess. Because they didn't have any of the fucking shit. I, I want it. Every time I go there, for years they've had all this stuff, and, I, and they have a new person doing the beer there, and I go, okay, every time I come in, you don't have anything I want, and you've always had it. Why do you not have anything ever of this, that brewery, that brewery, this brewery, or any... Like, I just list off, like, four different things, and there's none of them. Like, how bad is it when you don't have zero gravity, and you usually have zero gravity? I mean, that's, that's you know... But anyway, for the, for the beer snobs out there that enjoy their Vermont beers, Vermont beer's great. So I go down there because right on the way home, I walk in, I go, 
look, I, I'm sure this isn't a thing. I know there's always a hook or whatever, but I just want to check if I won anything. If not, I'll just be on my way or whatever. And they're like, oh, what are you driving? And I go this, and they go, oh, no wonder they sent you one of these. And I'm like, okay, is this really how we're going to start off this? You're just going to put down the person you're supposed to be selling a, get you in a brand new used car today. And yeah. so he starts pulling the shenanigans. I go, it says here that I won 5,000, but you know, did I win anything? He's like, oh, she just want to check. He's like, how many miles are you going to go? I have less than 60,000 miles in my car. I, I'm not looking. Are you going to market for No, I'm not looking for a vehicle. Okay. So he's he goes, so he, he's like writing down my mileage on the fucking thing. Like, I guess I'm not taking this sweepstakes thing back. You're writing on it. But he goes, okay, so as you see here in the bottom left corner, it says that only code determines what you've won. I go, oh, so the thing that says I've won $5,000 is, is a fake that you just put there because you have fine text. And he goes, so let's go over to the board over here and see if you've won anything. You got to mash up these numbers. And there's like 10 different numbers on this fucking giant cardboard presenting something to the Congress kind of billboard thing. And we're going down it, and he goes, and the thing that says you won $5,000 was like the first six digits are all right. I go, oh, look, it's all right. And I go, and at the like, the last thing's wrong. I go, oh, fuck off. And he goes, oh, sounds like the lotto. Okay. And he goes, says here, you've won $5. And he gives me $5 in cash, and I go, have a nice day. And I left. I go, that's, that's not, thank you. Wow. So $5. Uh, thank you, Volkswagen. That's a. Uh... That's pretty scammy. Yeah, five okay. five buckaroos. It was on the way home, so I got five dollars for the bakery. Cause Fox, oh, you weren't there last night. I went to the bakery this weekend. Uh, Friday's been bakery day with the Italian bakery, and I got bakery day. It's a bakery day, <laughs> bakery bakery doc, and I got <laughs> almond paste cookies. Oh, oh, Ooh, those Fox, good. It's so fucking good. It was like it's like having uh, amaretto, but in like cookie form. And it was, I was on, I was on the thing last night and I was just, I was having an orgasm. I was like, oh God, I was talking about my mouth, you're so good. Four carrot paste cookies. <laughs> See if I can just make them later. You can hear me getting fatter as I, <laughs> <laughs> I only Sounds got one. Cool. They're like the size of like, like your palm. I got one. I'm like, let me just try that. I'll come back. If it's good, I'll come back. $25 a pound. I want to try one. Almond macaroons. It's not a macaroon. It's just almond paste. Well, it says almond paste cookies, and then in parentheses, almond macaroons. Oh, is it mac? Yeah, well, it's, it's like a macaroon, but it's not. It's not like all fancy with the fucking uh, macaroons are different. Either like way. little mini sandwiches. And the last username like Mama Goron. Do this must be right. But on the way there, Fox, I almost got T-boned <laughs> crossing the highway. Oh. That was good, and it wasn't like one of those someone runs a red light and T-bones you. It was so the highway's got. It opens up, there's a jug handle and everything, which you don't have. A jug handle is when you make a right to get off the highway to make a left. You got to loop back around on a jug handle, like the handle of a jug. Not that kind of jugs. And so it goes to four lanes there. A left only, a straight left, a straight only, and a right only. In case you just wanted to get right back on the highway, but it feeds into other roads. So I get in the left straight, and the person next to me gets in the left only. And the highway opens up to three lanes and then an off ramp. So it's like four lanes. It's like a big kind of intersection for no reason. But this person next to my left is in the turn only lane. So the light turns green and, you know, everyone starts going to turn. Everyone's doing fine. And then I see coming straight at me is this fucking bullshit kind of Land Rover looking, you know, when old people get the Land Rovers, black Land Rovers, because they're fancy and they want to show off. This person is coming straight at me. Like ready to touch my side of my back at my door. I'm like, this guy's gonna fucking hit me. What is this guy doing? He's driving straight at me in a turn only lane. This guy missed me narrowly and then cut across th four lanes of traffic 
<laughs> at this intersection from the turn-only lane, four lanes of traffic to take the off-ramp the other way for some reason across all the lanes instead of getting in any of the other lanes. I'm just like, what are you doing? This person was in the right lane and got out of it. Really, it really makes me appreciate my uh, citywide speed limit of 30 miles an hour that, that I live in. <laughs> I was just, it was unbelievable. I'm like, I'm just sitting there. I go, what the fuck? Because you're only going like 15 because you just, just you start accelerating and start immediately turning. So you're not going quickly, but it's just like doing bumper cars. You see this person just coming at you. I go, no, no, don't you do it. Hey, man. Well, well, don't worry. You you not only avoided a car accident, but you also got five dollars that turned into cookies. Yes, I got five dollars. Pretty good day. Yes, it was a pretty good day. Yeah. Otherwise, on the wiki, we've been doing lots of other stuff. The zone pages continue to get updated. If anyone's been looking at them, added some quick travel option templates. So everything's been built out template wise, I believe, to build out the zones. It's just a matter of making work. Uh, I wanted to lock myself in the room and write up really quick some random things, and I just don't get around to it. So that's that. Otherwise, finish Tube Samadhi. Story of our lives. Finish Tube Samadhi today. Oh, all right. To 119 Afterglow, rank 10 out of 15. Yeah. He's a real boy. It is. And I proceeded right away to go back to using Cod Vanga to farm cards. Tube Samadhi <laughs> just doesn't have a place yeah. doing card farm. Cod Vanga is the only thing I yeah. use in card farms outside of Musa. I knew going into it that, because that, I'm making Tubs still too, and like I knew it would be a passion project more so then hey th this is a neededly relevant thing but, uh, so. i mean it's great it's a great I'm you haven't tested out the uh the amity uh well that's, that's a you think fox i would go with you if you go with what? me but why did you make that so that i what you said you're what am I, how am i gonna do an amity test that's that's a martel thing i want to spend time doing amity tests i don't know what to do i need another character mm. can't do an amity test solo use your mule carrot <laughs> yeah i'm carrot mule and I also joined a private oh, server. Wow! Is that is that the the server you, the other day you were pitching in the in the channel? Yeah. Well, it, well, then we've made a, all that too. We've made a private server section of the Discord that is hidden from everyone unless you have the private server tag, so it's not visible. And a lot of things go into my thought process here. First, Karen's playing Horizon. I don't want to play Horizon. Fuck private servers like Horizon. I never want to touch that. Second, but spicy. You've been so hard on private servers. Yes. And I have not changed my I viewpoint. I've not changed my viewpoint about those things. I don't, I, I've said many times you cannot relive what's there. It's gone. It's dead. So people like the, we want to recapture 75 and the hardcore walk around normal, don't have anything except the random stuff we change kind of experience. Uh, era plus, some might call that nonsense. Uh, that is, that is mm -hmm. horseshit. And I don't want to engage in that. So the one I joined and other things that I've said about, uh, this or the other thing. Those are all valid. I've not changed that vitriol. That's why I have a disdain for private servers because of that. But I thought about it and I figured, so I pay for retail and I will continue to pay for retail and I will continue to play retail. But I have moments of downtime where I don't want to go do something. But I, I'm not doing something else and I don't want to get involved in like writing something because it's, I'm just going to take time to do that or I'm not interested in doing XYZ. So I could do this for if we're waiting to gather 30 minutes or whatever. Or I could go do Tai Chi or something. So I just, I have an option in front of me now. And the server that I joined is Cat's Eye. And it has everything at 119 all scaled down to 75. So there's mounts, there's everything. It's, it's all random making up content, whatever they feel like making up. Just putting stuff in random places, making events, giving you access to whatever. You get your trust by leveling up crafting instead of doing, there's no 
uh, ROV missions. It's all this all this nonsense like that. So it's curated custom events at 75 cap with everything that exists in retail scaled down. You know, I can appreciate that you get trust by doing crafting because that that promotes people who are on the server like actually doing crafting stuff and filling their auction house. Mm-hmm. It's a good, yeah, it's a good way to bu- boost that economy early. Yep, level sixty is the fourth yeah. trust. Level eighty is the fifth, and when you get to one hundred, they give you a coupon shield. Oh, wow! They also have an I item. Have to win them hands, but... They have an item campaign going <laughs> where if you get mission ten, it's been going on for a couple months. If it's end of February, it ends for new players that have joined in the past couple months. If you get mission ten. And level 75, they'll give you an item of your choosing within certain limits as a way to do that. And they've made like brand new dailies. You have to go kill random NMs, like a daily system that's not just ROE, which is also there. So I get an experience that's unique to retail while still playing retail, focusing on that mainly. And I figured that there is, there's thousands of players playing shit like Horizon, but there's also hundreds and hundreds of players playing other private servers. Uh, it's an on-ramp to retail if you have your tentacles out in the private server community you can connect and have your name out there because I, I joined that thing and i gotta tell from someone like are you are you spicy ryan i'm like come on i just joined can we not do this the spicy ryan i said no i'm that's the other spicy ryan uh this isn't me and they go oh sorry <laughs> but it was it was the guy that owns the server actually and i'm like oh that's a that's interesting uh yeah server owners are t- generally very they they got their they got their finger on that pulse of like yeah you have to especially when you only have like yeah. two hundred people on your server. But I figured this is a chance to get people who are using the wikis to make fixes to BG in certain areas that aren't being touched by retail that need to be filled out. It's an on ramp because a lot of people haven't played uh, retail have started off in private because they just found it or whatever. Whether you have bots with Horizon advertising that tends to happen, and it's a way to include people into the mainstream of the community while also giving them an alternative if they play retail. Because I figured as long as you play retail and pay for your subscription, that's that's fine. That there's nothing wrong at all. And as long as you're not trying to only... It's like pirating something. There's plenty of things I've pirated because I would never buy them otherwise. And I end up liking them, so I end up actually buying them. Is the logic I apply to that. I go, so maybe if it's more accommodating to the private community, keeping it segregated from retail on our Discord especially, but, but just in my leisure, messing around briefly doing things or just talking to this or that or establishing. I asked him if he could have a thing for BG Wiki in there to have people point out things that need to be updated to try and knock things down. So I figured that all around, it's a, it's a win every way you look at it. And I don't have to change my viewpoint because I don't agree with people who only play private servers or shit on retail, fuck those people, or I, the complaints about how buggy well, a private you don't have to change your viewpoint. Well, with <laughs> some things slightly change, but the overall vitriol, because I posted in r slash private servers and someone goes, with all the vitriol towards the private servers, it's amusing to see you here. And I'm like, okay, that's good. I can Listen, I can change my my feelings on things too. Point, like, you, can't, you can't like both. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, but, but overall, the, <laughs> the complaints I have didn't evaporate because everyone would be like, oh, Spicy's a big hypocrite, but I just wanted to point that out. But I'm having a good time on Cat's Eye, so... Yeah, I wouldn't say it makes you a hypocrite. If anything, you being on there um, helps strengthen anything you have to say about your experiences on retail versus what you believe happens on on private servers. I, I did appreciate the clarity you brought. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's better that you're at least experiencing that and then talking about it. <laughs> you know, even if your viewpoints don't change at all. So that's, I'd, I'd say it's a good thing. I always like being able to say I'm wrong. So there are going to be certain ways about private servers that I've been a bit wrong on. So, But overall, I don't think I've been completely wrong. I'm not a Drelo on this. I'm not adamant about it. It's killing retail. Sure isn't. 
But either way, sure is. Well, yeah. now that we've spent a lifetime talking about all those things, unless there's anything else, no, we have. Know. We'll circle back to private service. Don't worry. We have an email. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, I don't know who Strata is. I have a guess, but I don't know who Strata is, but they've sent a brief email that I will just read out loud instead of having Fox do it. Although that would be the better option for everyone. In episode 108, Spicy Ryan says that he talks fast. Ryan talks fast? Four question marks. The Fox Danger sounds like he is on fast forward 80% of the time. It's actually kind of jarring, yet it is impressive that he can do it while speaking so clearly. Some, all caps lock, no longer caps lock, of us, can't even speak like a West Virginian without stumbling over our words. Love you guys. Oh, thanks, man. And yeah, I guess I guess I do talk quickly. <laughs> as, as you slow down intentionally. Fox talks as quickly as the beavers racing around the ponds of his state. So far down. <laughs> no one got to experience the Silver Sean live. It's it's great to be able to collect my thoughts. That's I appreciate that. That's why they speak solely. That's so they can actually yeah, think actually. about what they say. Yeah. I will say now, as a guest on this podcast, it's it's very surreal to be able to participate in the conversation versus like I zoned out for a little bit because I just felt like I was listening to you guys in my car for, for a hot <laughs> minute there. Just like, oh yeah, this is like this is the part where I just like kind of zone out. I, I hear bits and pieces and just kind of move on from there. But I'm like, oh no, wait, I'm in the room. I need to <laughs> Try to pay. Oh, them. hey, me too, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, this is but, the part uh, where yeah, Spicy cool. sings horribly. Oh, I did just to just to clarify. Like I talked about this earlier, but like in the pre-show, but the I've also noticed the fast-forwarding Fox thing, and that is actually Discord just lagging. Fast-forwarding Fox. It is literally just Discord lagging. <laughs> fast-forwarding Fox. Oh, oh, the quick fast-forwarding yeah. Fox jumps over the brown box. Uh, it's it's out of it's out of their hands, unfortunately. So they do that. It, and honestly, it, it does sound fine. That's why you sound clear, but it's really fast because you are speaking clearly. It's just playing back real quick. He sounds clearly because he's not on his phone in an event. You can just score via <laughs> yeah, phone thanks, thanks on the, the clarity, computer. <laughs> you know, because I don't think that I talk a million miles a minute, but you know, I, I I've heard people say that. Hey, why are you talking so quick before? And I. I I don't know. Like it's not it's not the first time I've heard it, but I don't hear it very often. I think you do like you do occasionally you do occasionally when you're talking about something you're past, you talk you get a little bit um you get a little bit of an uptick in the in the in the pacing. Fox is a very even keel guy until you get him excited, and when Fox gets excited, and you hear the the <laughs> yeah dude when the yeah dudes come out and he starts oh, going, yeah dude yeah he starts going into it that's that's what you know See, Fox any, is about to have a, a rapid fire moment. See any ninja episode. Beastmaster. I'm surprised we don't get more complaints about how I sound like shit because I have a the opposite of a southern accent. I don't know, man. I couldn't handle the email because of your grating voice. (laughs) This grating, yes, that is the one. I guess I uh, am mistaken and did not include the grating voice, but that's not particular to accent. So, either way, that is that. We have one segment that is directed into this episode. It is hand in glove, but was not planned because it was announced. Yesterday, I had to look down at my little corner of the, the screen there. And it is, Fox, do you want to read in the podcast notes section the next version that's update that's being announced with a picture of a demon imp in Araman for volume two in Ambuscade and a picture of Sorty? You know, I feel a little cheated because I didn't get the picture. But... It's not. It's fine. It's the teleporter yeah, for Sorty. Oh, okay. 
The next version update is scheduled for early February. February brings along with it the monthly updates to Ambuscade and various backend system sortie adjustments, including an increase in the number of available instances and updates to the instance reservation system. There, there's nothing. More Finn, this okay. Tuesday should be on Tuesdays is when they give us the actual information. So they give us a teaser, then like on a Tuesday they give it to us. So backend system sorty adjustments. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to give us back on back the auto entry or something. That's what's being speculated. Everyone's like, oh, they said they said oh. they're going to increase the number of instances in this, so that could be the, all the backend. But I assume they're going to turn back on the auto entry, which I don't know if we even need auto entry into an hour long event. I think it's just be gone completely. But hey. Instance reservation system does sound like the auto entry being turned back on. Um, this also reads to me like Matsui uh, hit somebody up at SC and was like, I, can I get some money for some hardware, guys? And they just threw hardware at, at this in order to just have more instances up or be able to spin up oh. more instances. I don't know how their shit works. But it could be. Well, I that think. That would be nice. If I, there was it, something said in the BG Discord. It's increasing, increase the number of available instances. Just to me, that reads like, we found some hardware to throw at it, guys. You're welcome. Sorry. It, it's been shit this whole <laughs> we time. We opened up the Conix box out back. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we found more PS2s in somebody's basement. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Fucking Brahms just posted. <laughs> um, he's on Bahamut and someone put in the concierge. Uh, he says salty Brian at it again, and the link shell is odor of the blue garter, and it's odor as in the smell. Is it an order? Oh, that's just a fat finger, man. Totally not intentional. Odor. Okay, let me. I said there was something in the BG recently. Someone was quoting something from. I remember it happening on the 20th anniversary thing, but I, I want to quote it correctly in terms of their hardware that where it's on the topic of. Oh, okay. I thought they, I'm not, I'm, I don't even know how to finish that thought. My perspective comes from modern uh, setups, so I, I can only make educated guesses. Um, it's, it's very likely not, like their setup's probably not as like robust as something you would see nowadays, or even on 14. I always, I always get a picture in my head of like one of those server structures, but instead of like actual computers in it, it's just like a line of PS2s networked together. <laughs> yeah and all then there's no cable management it's just all plugged in and who knows what cable goes where yeah it looks like you're like 16 and you went over to your buddy's house with your ps2 and you like networked it together and wow I <laughs> everyone in your friend circle did it yeah there you go <laughs> i was the guy that owned a sw- uh, like a network switch so you could actually do it oh man OG Xboxes, you couldn't, you could get use like a crossover cable to connect them to each other directly. Yes, but uh, we didn't have any of those, so we just, I, I ended up having a sw- like a five port switch. When you're having a land party with Baldur's yep. Gate or something. Halo, man, come on now. <laughs> well, some of us. <laughs> Halo. Some of us were what refined. <laughs> Baldur's Gate. Yeah, man, I Baldur's, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate is, a, is that's a neckbeard reference for sure. I played that. I liked that. I liked that game when I was a kid. Baldur's Gate's great, actually. <laughs> I can't fucking find it, but it was in terms of Matsui retiring and uh, the, the forced retirement. He's handing off to Fujito, but during the... It might have even been the Reddit uh, recent thing where they talked about uh, if you had whatever, could you do whatever? And it was that they have higher costs for the hardware and everything that runs 11 because... I mean, if you think about it, when 11 was set up, they had the play online system open and close an FTP session for every file transfer to limit the bandwidth consumption because bandwidth was not cheap back then in 2000, 2001. 
It so still isn't. It, well, it, compared to then. But um, the goal was to virtualize the hardware and everything to keep it running into the future because the costs of running it are higher than other games by far, apparently. And a lot of their budget goes to running the hardware. And, well, so a lot, to, but a chunk. If I, had to, if I had to just toss out a guess. So the way we do stuff for our back end is, um, and for dedicated servers and stuff like that, like we're we're running games that matches are twenty minutes long, right? They're they're not going to be not people playing the game twenty four hours a day or people being logged in twenty four hours a day. So take that with a grain of salt. But we essentially spin up instances as needed, and they'll stick around. We have we can set up like a minimum amount that stays sticks around all the time. So that way, when people are doing matchmaking, you, it takes time to spin them up. So when they're matchmaking, you don't feel feel a weight. If if nothing's going, like you'll you'll notice it. It'll take a few minutes for a server to be available because nothing's running. So we have like a minimum, and then if it hits a threshold of like if this many are being used, it's like okay, spin up X number more because we're about, or we'll spin up some. It's like AWS is um, preemptively dynamic to the world. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll spin up stuff preemptively for like um uh no six p.m. for the East Coast or whatever primetime hours. Um, or and we can do it based on region as well. I highly doubt they have anything as sophisticated because it is very old. I don't know if they're running anything on the cloud. Um, they it, want to apparently. It sounds. I mean, it it would probably be quite a task to get that to happen. Um, just because of whatever version of software, literally like OS software that this probably has to run on. Who knows if if anything in the cloud supports that. So I can see a lot of hurdles that they would run into trying to to make that transition. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. I don't know that that definitely that definitely works. Because um, a lot of people wonder why they can't just like I, I, I assume we're talking about FX nine, right? Like I, yeah. a lot of people like wonder why you can't just like throw more instances into the game and shit like that. So no, I guess a lot of people don't realize that it's not necessarily strictly just the the hardware, and that egg, apparently it's just. Or maybe it is just hardware. Is that what you're saying? It runs, yeah. yeah it's, I, 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 they're they're purely hardware that's running out of. I'm fairly certain it runs out of a JP data center that also runs 14. So not only does FF11 get get the shaft in general by being on old shit, we're also competing with FF14's <laughs> resources. Nonsense. So they're well, uh, what the, uh, an update dropped right for whatever the latest fucking expansion is. And why are, are you saying they throttle 11 to meet the requirements? No, the... no, they don't throttle it. There's just a lot of traffic on 14. When there's a lot of traffic on the JP servers for 14, you notice lag in 11 <laughs> because everything's going in and out of the same building. So you're saying my equipment doesn't swap when I'm in Odyssey because you 14, can blame 14. 14 exists. Yep. You can blame Holy 14. Shit, yeah. Fucking 14. Holy shit. <laughs> no, Some nights always, are worse but... than others. I've noticed that. Well, you can blame 14. You can also partially blame lack of contingencies in 11's code. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you can build the contingencies in 14 if it's new, and you can change things in 14 if you needed to. In 11, it's kind of... Yeah, you blame the devs in 1999. Yeah, it's their fault. I feel like 14 is a bit like... like a modular sort of design for you're able to fix things by getting in there, take a part to get in there and change something, and 11 would be like changing a sandcastle. Yeah, I can't speak too too much on like what their code architecture might look like because I have no idea. I don't. I was in like junior high when this shit was being coded. I don't. I have right. no idea what what kind of code architecture they were working with or 
or what. And the, and they and this was like their first foray into this genre. So that's why they were also likely figuring it out as they went. Yeah. They didn't intend for people to change sets mid combat. <laughs> right? Like that was never an intention of the game. It just kind of evolved into that. And this lateral gear progression kind of evolved organically because of the player base at 75 cap. So we accidentally got the best feature of this game. Yeah, and then they just kind of they were like, "Hey, this is what people do. Let's start adding more gear." It's that brilliant, gives actually. Lateral upgrades, like, yeah. I know it's really good. It kind of provides yeah, super lucky. longevity. Yeah, it. I mean, that's just yeah. The, yeah. I've thought about like what would what would like a modern MMO in this style look like and and feel feel like as far as how much smoother could could it be? And it could be, but um, I I don't I don't know that it'll ever happen. I mean, as long as you turn your brain off, because if you really think about it, you're not going to like change clothes in a split second to like cast a better spell well it's yep. like when it comes to it's been speculated <laughs> that the devs that currently work on this game don't know how to augment the code or don't know how to work with the code they have that the team that all works on it's gone and they're they avoid touching the actual code that is aid on top of it or change colors of things and reuse assets because they don't they can create assets but they don't when it comes to changing things like changing the nuke wall for example uh, that is that also got actually updated on BG this week. That was incorrect, and based on the FFXI math and our discussion in the Discord, I've updated that. I don't know if you looked at it, Fox. I know you've been very busy. No, I I just remember you asked me about it, and I said, "Nah, they have a lot of data, so just go with whatever they want." <laughs> so <laughs> it's speculated that they. I think they even. I don't know if they directly commented on what. I don't. I don't want to give out definites when I think they did, but it it was it, it came up in some way, and the response was that. They basically can't change that code because of uh, people that's don't know it. So, intertwined so I know, in the game and it'll break and they don't know how to handle it anyway. I know exactly what they mean. So like Thank you. I've, okay. I'm working on a, a you know a project that was built in the last three years. Um, there are definitely lines of code and stuff that I could touch and it will literally make things collapse because sometimes you just have to do a hacky job. Sometimes you just got to get it done. And I can, you know, mm. playing on the private you server has given me a little more perspective of that because when they add an addition to the server for custom content, they did the other day and the server has been crashing nonstop for the past day, like four times. It was, it, it crashes then and again, but lately when they change some things, they've just been crashing constantly and they've been working into the night trying to fix everything. Yeah. When I worked on a private server, I, cr- I broke Blue Mage for like 12 hours. Yeah. So <laughs> I can imagine so, they're trying yeah, to avoid doing something simple and then... I imagine that's also what goes on when they test an update for a month is they do something and it just keeps crashing and we run into like you don't you don't always find yeah. the bugs, players find them. Correct me if I'm wrong, I do recall them talking about how they don't actually have like a tests or QA environment set up. So they don't have like a their own QA server to really even test things well, on. Well a QA server, yes, but they have to debug what they make. It doesn't just work the first time. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Uh, so yes, QA sometimes is Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does, and you look for the goddamn meteor, okay? You're like, right, why so, is this working first try? So well, I'm about technically, to die. Technically, you could call it QA by making something that functions and not just putting out code and saving. <laughs> I do I do test I do test my own code. Let's be yeah. <laughs> I imagine that's what they have to do. Uh, yeah. They don't have many people. I mean, there, right? should we should we transition into into some stuff? Otherwise, we're just going to cover yeah, all the yeah, 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 server yeah. stuff right now. Well, well, no, I was just using that to interject, you know, <laughs> sure. changing things in the game, especially when it's reverse engineered. Just, they change one thing and everything starts crashing and it causes problems and people can't finish quests and stuff. Just things you wouldn't expect to happen. The spaghetti code, we call it. I get an insight into... I, I know it's different there because this is not retail and the reverse engineering stuff. But when I see something break from an addition or change or something they've done, I go, hmm, I imagine that that's a lot of what they run into on the actual SE dev side. 
so for private server no. stuff, it isn't terribly spaghetti because I know that code. Um, at least the C plus plus side. A lot has changed in recent years. Um, they've done a lot of really cool updates as far as like the architecture of that stuff goes. But yeah, there there are occasionally it's like it's more. It's usually you fuck up data because there's a lot of just data for for FF eleven. Okay, so and, it's actually different. And completely. it's and it's and honestly for me that. at least. I mean, you know, I'm not going to call anybody out, but for me, at least it was very much a, an oversight, like, oh shit, I forgot to go also update that to be in tandem with all these other changes. So now all, this is what happened with Blue Mage. I didn't, I updated a bunch of stuff in the way things were just organized and I didn't update Blue Mage spells. So just Blue Mage spells just didn't work. <laughs> I've had times where I forget to put one letter in a fucking water's charm or something that doesn't equip and I have to do a verify to figure out I fucked up. So I understand putting it <laughs> Didn't, didn't oh, yeah, work as in like crashes the desktop or no no it just doesn't equip but like where the fuck's my gear oh no i meant when he broke when he broke blue mage oh. <laughs> uh no like it would um, cast a blue spell no it would uh, time frame nothing would happen <laughs> no nothing would happen no. because it would um i i would get an error on the server side but it didn't it wasn't it didn't cause a crash but like okay. people would be trying to cast spells and be like what the fuck nothing's happening <laughs> and they get and they get no feedback on it they just be like hey shit's busted and i go Sure is. My bad. I'll go fix it. Sure is. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get right on that. But there are a lot of blue spells. And at that time, I had to go through everyone by hand. Oh, gross. Yeah, the stuff wasn't set up great back then. <laughs> and I was also working on top of custom code from a previous, when the server was owned by somebody else, they like rebranded and I got and I inherited some custom code some other dude wrote. And it was a nightmare. And I'm sure he documented everything, right? Nope. <sighs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, documentation anyway, for <laughs> retail probably has problems too, where they didn't plan on needing to document the things they did, and they don't have those staff members anymore. Some force retiring soon, even. Yeah. So, do you want me to? I feel like this is a good time to do it. Because yeah, do you want to talk, talk about your... talk about a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Then I could talk a little bit, about like where where I started getting involved with private server stuff too, as like an aside. Yeah, go um, ahead. So, hi guys, I'm Outcast. Um, I worked in the game industry for about 10 years. I'm a programmer. Um, I work on gameplay code. I've worked on engine tools. I've worked on AI. I've done a little bit of everything because I started out at a company that was fairly small. Um, at the time there was like 11 to 12 employees. I think I was like number 13, 14 at the time. And, uh, there were three programmers and like the other two are still there. One is like the CTO basically. And another one is uh, like a tech director getting title changed to like a tech designer. We're revamping some stuff and making some stuff better. And I, so now I'm dipping my toes into design as well, but mostly systems design, not like level. I don't, I don't like build maps, right? I like, this is how an AI system should spawn. And this is how this AI should behave. And that's kind of a systems design aspect of things rather than what a map looks like. That's still um, cool. Yeah, no, it's super fun. I really enjoy it. Um, some of the stuff I've worked on, I, I had like a bit of a sabbatical in the middle of my career for about 14 months, and I worked on library software, which is boring as spit. And in that time, I dove into some private server stuff and started playing on them and um, for 11, and then started working on Darkstar Project. That's what it was called back then. Now it's called Land Sandboat, but before it was called Darkstar Project. And then there was a, there was a, I love the name Land another, Sandboat. I there saw was that a rebrand. There was a rebranding in the middle called Topaz and that went down in flames, which is pretty funny, but it, it has persevered and I'm happy it has because I think it has needed to go through a few hands because the community in the past has been very toxic. Um, 
there are exceptions to every rule, but yeah. Anyway, I'll talk about private. We can talk about private server stuff later. Um, we'll Lucifer, is a, <laughs> Lucifer is a person that I like is an exception to a lot of the nonsense I dealt with in that. But um, I worked on, <laughs> I've worked on a lot of stuff. The first, like my first game I ever worked on was called Armored Warfare. We, our company um, originally, like the way they got started was they, um, they work in, they work in CryEngine a lot. And CryEngine doesn't work out the box because reasons. Um, so the, the, we were kind of like what? we were kind of like the CryEngine firefighters. Like they're like, oh, hey, no. why does none of their net code work? And it's like, we know why. Would you like us to fix it? Sounds like you're spicy crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also Cry Sound, which is not related to CryEngine. There's just a separate sound engine that start. It, it's a whole thing. Anyway. Yeah, all the cry jokes. All of their modules are named like cry. There's cry action, cry game, cry. It's all prefixed with cry. It's a whole thing. So that was back when we worked on CryEngine. Um, we worked on a title called Armored Warfare. I'm in those credits. Let's go. Um, it was basically a World of Tanks clone. I don't know if anybody plays that. Um, we also actually rebuilt as like a, a thing they asked us to do. We rebuilt um, a World of Tanks map in CryEngine because they wanted to see what like a render update would look like. Um, but we subcontracted with Obsidian Entertainment and they were coming off of, they had just, they were releasing, it was the same year they released um, the South Park game. Um, Stick, Stick, of, Stick of Truth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I made, um, they, somebody got me a key for that, which was dope. That was like my first, like, oh, I got a game for free. We did it. We made it, guys. I'm in the big leagues. Yeah, I was, I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed still. I wasn't jaded as fuck. Yeah. I mean, also, it just occurred to me, no one knows who Lucifer mm -hmm. is when you mentioned Lucifer. He's in our Discord. He's also... Um, one of the admins of the r slash final fantasy one one subreddit he's a good dude um yeah and then fun fact obsidian likes to codename their projects after um states so that was called project ohio when i worked on it oh which one's the jersey one i actually don't know they um Fuck. indiana i was there um the open oh my gosh what was like new world is that what it's no new world is the amazon mmo is that it? the world where you get shot <laughs> no, they. Uh, you're talking about. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, I can't remember, but somebody, like, somebody reverse engineered all the commands in the game, and there's a there's an Unreal Engine like console injector that exists, so you can re-inject the console into into the code, um, so, which basically lets you um, type in any command that exists in the game. So a buddy of mine was playing, and he was like, "Oh, what should I try?" And I go, "I just started hand telling him like I know." that are generic commands is part of Unreal Engine. I was like, well, God is just God mode. And he goes, oh, that works. And I go, AI, ignore players. Do that one. That one just like AI can't perceive you. So they will just go about their day. So and you can walk up to enemies and they have no idea you're there. And he goes, they're all just standing still. And I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> um, much to my chagrin, I worked on Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric. That was also in CryEngine. We were also subcontracted for that project by Big Red Button. Um, we ended up making like some local multiplayer kind of mini game maps that that project was kind of a nightmare. I, they put me on it because they were like, we need help to get this stuff done because a lot of stuff was promised by people that no longer work at the company. Um, and the, we kind of just got stuck between a rock and a hard place. And at that time, if we weren't meeting deadlines, the company might go under like that's the that's like the state the company was in at the time. There's a lot so. of game developments like that, though. Ooh. For for starting companies starting out, yes, um, we are definitely not like that. We self publish now, so if we have to postpone something, we just postpone it. It's kind of nice, you know. I always feel like that's the way it should be, but I don't know enough about how like 
the finances that support that sort of thing go down. Because, like, I feel like a lot of games, like, when you look at, like, AAA titles, like, they get pushed out way before it seems like they really should. And I know that's, like, something a lot of people usually say, too. It's like, oh, that, this game released too early. But, you know, after oh, so many delays. And... <laughs> so Sega had a hard deadline for that game because a show came out. And the game was a prequel to the show. That's the worst in the industry. Oh. Yeah. So so they were like, this needs to come out because we want it out before the show comes out. Meanwhile, Pokemon. There was also, I mean, I can't I can't talk too much about it because I don't I know the listening listener base is not huge, but I don't yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, I get <laughs> you. Just skip over it. But there is stuff you. going on. There's stuff going on a big red button that it made made the development process very complicated and um not not super uh-huh. productive, not very efficient. So, um, yeah, I remember when we rolled off that project, I looked at the single player stuff that they were working on and there was just so much incomplete. I'm like, doesn't this game come out in like a month? <laughs> but um, oh, there's no. a there is a fun fact. There's a speed run. There's a glitch used by speedrunners for this game where Knuckles can just infinitely jump. You like pa- you pause and then it like refreshes his jump so you can just jump infinitely and people get out of the map and break the game. We fixed <laughs> yeah. that bug three times while we were on it. <laughs> That's so funny because I've, I've we know seen we found RQA RQA guys found that runs. bug. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's silly. It's a yeah. silly speed run to watch. Um, also, they then some of the speed runs they they show like all these like platforms and weird geometry in the level, and they go. Sometimes you find like they're like sometimes in games you. Find, I love watching speed runs because they're like fifty percent correct about about stuff and it's 50%. amazing that's like yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, when the, when the, when the so, couch is like commenting on why it works yes the task guys usually know what the fuck they're talking about i'll say that but the um i believe yeah, that they yeah. build the tool that does it right <laughs> yeah so. exactly they've looked at the memory right <laughs> they've looked at yeah. the code they don't see it anymore they just see blonde brunette redhead um, i've seen stuff where carrot watches spyro the first spyro the dragon speed runs are like and they talk about how they can only do it in certain versions of um, whatever console they're on because, like, this new console had a different disk thing and a different amount of memory, and yep. it actually didn't do yep. that. I'm like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yep. There's like, there's like multiple subversions of a console that like works on this. Doesn't? Yeah. I'm like, geez, how do you? There like, are different versions of card games out there too. So there's actually three different retail versions of Ocarina of Time. So there's like the the 1.0, which was the gold edition that came out you had to like pre-order yeah, yeah, i don't know yeah. if you could pre-order it, but it, it was like the first one that released then there was a there's a 1.1 and there's a 1.2 based on when they were printed and they actually do have different code and stuff in the game um so that like this oh. exists just so people don't necessarily know about it or it's you can't live pa- you couldn't live patch games back then like without literally printing new copies of the game but then you can't fix the the ones that are already out in the wild right yeah <laughs> so yeah they uh yeah, that that project was honestly uh, the the one review that mentions the part we worked on said it was the fun part of the game. So I call that a win. And you know, when I said we have a a, a guy here today who I didn't know was so prestigious, you're like, I wouldn't say. It. I'm like, look, look, you're a guy. I mean, look, you're talking about all these things, and, and you're like, I wouldn't say it's prestigious. Come on, this as you said, we don't have much of a, a viewer listenership or anything like that. So to have someone who actually knows shit here is like, oh. I didn't know we had this underneath our noses the whole time. And look, you speak so clearly. I try. And not even a, not even a thousand not, miles an hour I'm, either. I'm trying to hit <laughs> the nice sweet spot between slow and too fast, so we can get through oh, this because okay. you guys are two hours ahead of me. So I'm I'm good to go. I just don't want to keep you guys. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. Don't worry. It's the weekend. It's uh, it's we call it the West Virginian remix. Okay, I'm an hour behind you. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, fuck yeah. spicy then. I'm good. Fox yeah, had to drive over so many basketball courts to get to you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
<laughs> didn't even give a shit. I'm annoyed. I, I get the, I'm annoyed. Too. I'm annoyed. I get the references. That's. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening <laughs> you to us be. because we get someone like Vellner on. He's like, yeah, I've never heard anything, but I'm going to be. Yeah. I'm going to be Vellner. I'm like, that's all we need you to do. He's like, who are you? Yeah, yeah I love that. Vellner's awesome. He's Vellner is great. great. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was um, that was an experience. That was the first time I ever had to like crunch on something, and we had to crunch hard. Technically, Ugh. I my like my work, like me as a person on that project was not paid for and technically big red button still owes us money but that's beside the point Ooh. Uh, you're never yeah, that, that was a that was a rough Ooh. that was a rough go that was a um kind of friends trying to help out friends there's the gaming no friends industries, in the industry. gaming industries mm, there are it's a very small industry everybody knows everybody no no no. you have associates you don't have friends <laughs> if it's not in-house it, you're, they're the not friends. too tight-knit you gotta get you gotta cut these cut these guys out people need to make um, those those healthy boundaries between so, friends and not yeah. So while I was working on that, our studio was also, and this is actually the original reason I was even hired to the studio, was uh, to work on Star Citizen. So some people listening may may be like avid followers followers of that game. Um, it was it was huge in like the 2010s, 2013 through 2017, 18. Um, it's I still going. A, uh, I watched like a, a documentary on this this game. I think. Did no clip do something or <laughs> maybe like I, I had seen something about it where like they went in like we're were like interviewing people who are actually like developing the game. Yeah, they stuff. they put out a lot. They have a huge marketing. They have a huge team. So Cloud Imperium a long Games. Time. Yeah, Cloud Imperium Games has a is a, is like Chris Roberts Studio working on this right, and then they they subcon- subcontracted tons of other studios, including us. So if anybody followed that project at all back in like twenty. 14 2015 um i was on the fps team which for the longest time our studio name was just referred to as redacted Redacted. and it was just like a bit they were doing it wasn't because they were like ashamed of us or anything it was just like it was just like a bit they thought it was funny and we were like yeah that's fine whatever (laughs) they announced us at pax australia uh or it wasn't at pax australia it was like down the road but during pax well it was at like their own venue they did like an event the same week PAX Australia was happening. So what you're saying is you didn't go to the Four Seasons Hotel to give your speech. You went to the Four Seasons landscaping down the road. We stayed in like Chinatown of Melbourne. Chinatown of Melbourne. Wild. The only reason I got to go, the only reason oh, I got great. to go is because I was, I was the only person legally allowed to leave the country and had a passport. Wait, legally? Well, the other people <laughs> weren't yeah, legally if they had like child support or I, something? Uh, it, oh, no. it it's a it's it's a it's a thing. I'm not gonna get into it, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. And, and look, look, look at this. Look at this. You sit here and go, you know, I'm not that prestigious. And you go, hold on, let me tell about my credentials. And like this fucking Santa Claus, nice naughty list rolls down the stairs in front of you, like down out the fucking door of your credentials. Yeah, we. I've worked on a lot of stuff, man. It it happens. Um, Star Citizen. It was a weird that that project was like too loosey goosey for me. Um, they they were trying to make a lot of changes very rapidly. Um, they kept they couldn't like. Yeah, it was like a lot that's of the only that's the only thing I remember from the uh, from the documentary I watched was that the, because they had to they were trying to change so many things all the time. Yeah, like, it was a, the, it was a bit of that's a, the point that stuck with me is a bit chaotic. Like that's that's what I'll say. Uh, there's a lot of good talent on that team. There's a lot of shit talent on that team, but they um, shit talent. Is that a, that's an oxymoron? Anyway, shit, shit talent is, is, is a correct phrase. But as a guy who only plays 11, I'm sitting here hearing this and I'm like, um, I don't know what any of this is. Star Citizen is a space. Well, not just the game, but all MMO-ish. the dynamics going on. Yeah, it's a it's a it was an interesting project. They essentially raise money. It's still like the biggest crowdfunded 
game of all time ever, and I don't know that anyone will that's ever right, beat that's it. That's what it was. Is they're still making money? Not even tower. They basically sell they sell ships that you can eventually fly in the game, but they sell them before the ship is even in the game. This I'm okay oh, talking no. about this because this is common knowledge. You can go look this up, right? Oh man. Um, but the, I, I mean, that. the ships are getting worked on. There is being work being done there, but it's still a bit sketch and a bit sus. But it's fine. <laughs> I don't know that this game's ever coming out because I don't know that they'll ever deem it done is the problem. Um, but they I I remember that. one. Yeah, too. we worked. I was on the FPS team, so we worked on a lot of it because we worked on. So like one, one of uh, my company's first games is called Nexus. It's spelled mm-hmm. weird. It's like N-E-X-U-I-Z. It don't. Oh, so it's not the it. Nexus from uh, Korea or whatever. No, that makes maple no the joke. The joke is we call it like Nehuiz in, in, in Nexus. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was like their first cry engine that was on Xbox One. It was an arena shooter. There was like it was honestly awesome for the, like that that um that genre like was not touched on Xbox at the time. It was on Xbox 360, actually. Um, with uh, THQ was the publisher, though, and then THQ went under. So that means servers went bye bye. Uh, they we 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 kind of revamped it and tried to get it running again a while back, like while we were on Star Citizen, and um, spun up some servers for it. But no servers exist. There's no backend, so don't go buy it. You can't play it. it, it nothing will happen. So my only question about that is, how does play online work though? Okay, <laughs> we could yeah, real quick. We'll just go through Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> was the first game I worked on start to finish. I actually uploaded the original code base. Um, back in may 27 no sorry that released in may 2017 november 2015 is when i uploaded it to like our source control server um so yeah that game we prototyped it first and that was our first like unreal engine game um and honestly it's a it's a it got decent reviews for the amount of time we were able to put into it but we worked with a a a different publisher and those guys were um not great Yeah, they. It, it, one dude, like one it, dude. Sounds, it sounds like the people you work with, they aren't like your fellow direct coworkers. Like it, it's like the people you work for or contracted to are always the ones where it's like, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta say this as nicely as possible. I guess. We, <laughs> yeah, we have worked with decent publishers as well, but no. other things have always come up. Like, um, they got shut down. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. So that was our Arcade Again. Um, is what I'm currently working on. That's our skeleton crew. Um, we also released Ghost Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed last year, and that's still being worked on. And I'm, I'm probably going to be swapping to that project and doing some AI work um, this year. But yeah, Arcade Again is our like roguelite third person shooter. Um, we're finding out that a lot of people play it single player, but it supports up to four players co op. And then there's also PvP aspects like you can mid map, you can jump to like a battle mode and compete against each other, and like the winner gets extra loot and all this other stuff. Um, and then, and then you can, you keep playing co-op. You literally just like, let's interrupt gameplay, play PVP and then hop back. It's super fun. Actually. I'm not just saying that I actually enjoy the game. Um, but I also like, this is what happens. Like we hear, we're going to work on like a rogue, like kind of, it's like, it's like a rogue ultralight, to be honest. It's, it's not very punishing at all. Um, but because we're trying to be pretty, trying to open up the demographic to people and introduce people to the genre. Um, but I've played like a buttload of Hades and Risk of Rain 2 as a result. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So play online. I can tell you. Um, so for Friday the 13th, when that game came out, our back end engineer. Um, so nowadays, when you boot up a game, if it's online, if there's any kind of online tracking at all, you log into somebody's back end somewhere. That could be hidden. It probably uses your Steam credentials, your PSN ID, 
your Xbox uh, gamer tag stuff. All that always has some login. Yes, it it uses some login, and then and then that's how your progress or loadouts or whatever's being stored on the back end. That's how it's tied to you, like your when you boot up the game. So when you're booting up POL, you're logging into your account. That is then pulling your character information and all that stuff. You're, you're, I mean, with POL, it's also like your mailbox and all this other shit, your friends list. Yeah, you're a Tetra master. <laughs> That's why the private servers right, can't they, have a friends list because they don't have a backend they're logging into to pull that friends list and other information. They don't have, they don't have a POL. Um, oh my God, what's the word? So the friends list tied to POL. That's why they can't have it. Yeah, they, they don't they don't have an emulated POL. Um, they yeah. have not not a fully emulated. They have um, uh, back in my day, it was called the, <laughs> there was a tool just called XI Loader. I think everybody still uses that. Um, there have been some updates to it. Because I was going to say, as a guy who doesn't but, know much, it sounds like it's not worth emulating play online to then gain the friends list. So a lot of people there have been there have been there's been work done on it just because people are insane. <laughs> yeah, but specifically with, you know, you have to talk about the biggest one of the moment, which is Horizon, still has a few thousand players online at a single time. So more than like uh, anything that's on the Sura at a single time are playing that. So they have their fr- own front end they launcher. Have, yeah, they could, just... they could, because it's not POL, they just do, they do, they emulate the handshake from logging in, grabbing data, your character stuff from the server. And then when you boot up the game, it, it shows you the correct characters. Um, back in the day, there was an exploit where you could at runtime, change your account ID and log into anybody's characters, but for I believe that's been fixed. No, for private servers. Okay. Cause a lot so, of people, yeah. especially in the official forum, they complain about, you know, I, they just need to remove play online completely. Just get rid of play online. All I want is them to get rid of play online. You just see random people talking about it. Like it's the worst thing in the world. And I go to people and I go, why do you care about play online? You log in the game, you never fucking touch it. Just. It doesn't matter. I, it's not worth the time, but people still want it gone. But it sounds like the friends list being tied to that, especially not just the login process, sounds like a reason they wouldn't want to go through the effort because you'd have to then re-add an existing asset of the friends list back into the game, right? Or is there more to it? I mean, just from what I see when, when I when I launch the thing, because I don't know where, where PO, I honestly don't really know where POL ends and Final Fantasy XI begins. But like when I when I launch and go through POL, it seems like POL is also handling everything that has anything to do with the updates too. Yeah. Yes. So that the Which updates yeah, right. So if they get rid of that, then they need another thing that's going to go through and do that. For yeah. It's their <laughs> it's their download manager. It's their yeah. you know fourteen's the same way. That fourteen splash screen launcher. Yeah. They yeah. have their own launcher. Yeah. Right. Like even when even though you have it on Steam, you download the game. Like if you even eleven. Right. Let's say you install the game on Steam from eleven fourteen. Doesn't matter. Either one. You download the game. All that's really doing is kind of installing pol and they did update it to actually install like a more recent patch of 11 <laughs> so when you do boot up pol and it does an actual patch it doesn't take as long that's fair 14 is the same way you download the launcher then you boot the launcher that is actually yeah. downloading and installing the game that's a more recent phenomenon for several years ago for 11 because people who come back to the game would post these screenshots of these massive giant days long updating downloads of like 18 hour downloads stuff like that and that's that's gone away with the update in the launcher now which was a great addition like you don't have to get rid of play online if you do that kind of stuff and i think that's functional i think they've improved how they how they handle um distributing patches and stuff as well so it's just it's generally faster in general because internet speeds were not what they are now back in 2002 you know because they didn't expect they didn't expect to have to be able to serve things gigabytes at a time 
the argument I've seen from the people when I push them on, why are you had such a hard on for play online? Why are you running around saying, get rid of play online? It's the answer I've gotten so far, if I get an answer, because these fucking people on the official forums, the ones that generally say this. Yeah. It's not that bad. Come on. It is a pain in the ass. No, it's really I, no, not so that I will, bad. I will, that we is pay the point taxes I was in this up. country. That's bad. That's a fucking process. <laughs> I, so Carrot's right, right? Like, the people's <laughs> complaint right, is it's, so. it is slow. It's slow to boot up POL when you have a comparison to something like 14. Even logging into 14 and getting into the game is miles faster. Like, it's so much faster than POL. And then a majority, I think, a majority of the people complaining are multiboxers. I guess that oh, would be a problem, but, but, yeah. but fuck those people. Logging too. in, doing, having to do, be nice. But <laughs> I mean, um, oh, what was I supposed to? Oh, no shut one up, says, spicy. Uh, oh. Oh, oh man, what was I supposed to? Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, um, thanks yeah, for paying in. the subs, Logging in even two, th- yeah, logging in two, three, six, eighteen. These fucking maniacs uh, characters, like 18. that, sounds like a slog. Yeah, so unless you spend half the day doing it, right? Unless you're rejects like Errol logging in 18 characters, the average person doesn't have to go through that. And that's really because Carrot goes, I'm getting old. I don't have time for this. But it's really not a big deal, especially compared to the, the resource management they have to work with in the skeleton team. Focusing on play online, which is the, in my opinion, the smallest of inconveniences to get into a game that has large. Don't you over there. The, the, the largest of inconveniences are in the game itself. I don't think like animation lock fucking trying to do shoal and then fucking you can't even move uh we're trying to do kalunga and you can't even move yeah. when you want to because you're animation locked by kiraga man you, you complain about animation lock and suddenly you install j0 i won't use it so I mean, I, i've avoided I using it for i think i think the animation lock is an awful it's really problem choice. it's really bad it's so bad they don't they don't do it in 11 they it, just it really animate and let you slide across the ground the worst so thing, that's the worst that thing comes is you from... can't do a weapon skill to get your weapons because you're animation locked. That's the worst. You can cast, but like everything else, that's just being locked out that way is even the worst because you can't get in the menu. Mass pulling for me is where I'm just like, this fucking sucks. And you have to yeah. mass pull the events are built that way now. Yep. Yeah, because so... if anything gets cast on you, there's an animation that goes off and that animation has to finish before it prioritizes you drawing your weapon, which then allows you without the use of can't window turn. order to... So I've worked on I've worked on projects where it's very important for the aspect of the game. Like one of their one of their game pillars is like making animations and all that stuff and everything line up and look good. And you don't ever see anything wonky like stuff clipping into walls or clipping into trees. And I hate to cut you off, but can we can we finish the play online really quick? Then go immediately back to that. I don't want to skip. So totally the argument I've gotten from people about play online is that uh, they have to remove play online because it's tied into this game and it's holding them back from updating this game in modern ways. Is there anything? to play online is holding back future FFXI development that I've heard on the official forums, the place so to find all the re- good information. My gut reaction would be no, but you also have to keep in mind that POL is still kind of going in the background because you can access your friends list from in-game, right? You can see your POL friends in-game. You can Messages. see when they send you a message. Yeah, right. you can still you can still actually do that stuff. Um, so that stuff's still going. It also does a heartbeat where it's just like, um, every so often it's like ping the server, like you still here. Um, or probably it, how it, was gonna... uh, it verifies your it verifies your credentials, all that kind of stuff, and that's occasionally sometimes when that fucks up, that's when you just like get randomly DC'd out of nowhere. When you say heartbeat, oh, yeah, I guess the random DCs would be that. That's, that's what we call it. Yeah, that's yeah. what we call it as a heartbeat. Well, yeah, I, I know what you meant when you said heartbeat. When you said heartbeat, and I made it thought was, is that how the auto disconnect if you don't turn it off in the menu when you first join works? Is through play online? Uh, no, that's probably client side, and it just okay. um, it just is like, hey, sixty minutes is up, and you haven't touched the controller. Um, we have um, we have idle, we had idle time kicks for online games. 
Um, so we actually have code. We don't always turn it on for all our games, but if you're idle for too long, you just get kicked. That's the way it should be because you're just sitting there taking up resources. It depends on the game, right? And yes, but it's it's very much a, a resource thing. Like, hey, you guys are just holding up an instance. Can you fuck off? It's like you want to you combat climate change. Do your part. Log off. Turn off your computer. <laughs> oh, I never turn off my computer. Yeah, I sleep mine. <laughs> and then the night, uh, for how bad it is I, to log on play online. To sleep mode. <laughs> oh my God, I am the problem. Carrot won't turn yeah, hers off because play online so bad. <laughs> I mean, if I had a timer, what's it take me to get in the game? The longest part's putting in my password and, and pulling out my phone to get the one-time password from, from Google Authenticator and shit. I mean, that's that's the biggest problem. Google Authenticator changes so fast, it drives me insane. You, you, have, a, you have a bit of a leeway window. You know what I learned yesterday, yeah. the, the other day, is you can actually tie multiple accounts to the same uh, token. There you go. Wow, locking into that much I, easier. 20 years, I had no idea this was a thing. So a buddy of mine had that, that, that uh, has... He has a he do he two boxes a lot and um his second account is just tied to the same token. I was just like, what? I did not know. Anyway, the as far as, so far for, as like the time it takes to do things though, just just a commentary on that. Like people are way too critical of that because like yeah, I, I watched a I dude, I watched a dude complain about an eleven second load time between between zones in uh, in the newest Fire Emblem game. And that's, that 11- that's an eternity, dude. Yeah, that eleven seconds was like unacceptable. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> Today, in a modern game, in a modern game, that's 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 an eternity. I I think. Um, yeah, I deal with people. this. I actually deal with this a lot with designers who are yeah. trying to tune tune timings and things like that. And mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, I said it's like five seconds," and I'm like, "Dude, five seconds is so long. Have you sat and waited for something to happen for five seconds in a video game? If you can't it wait, feels, five it seconds. does feel like no. You don't understand. Your brain does this thing where suddenly." A half a second feels too long. It's nuts. Because it's going too so fast because like, it keeps getting hit with fast stuff and it slows down and it notices it slowed down. Well, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I, I try to I try to tell system designers and stuff this all the time. It's like, hey, when you're tuning this, like err on the side of like shorter timings than longer. Um, and then also when you're, sorry, this is a quick design thing. Like when you're trying to balance or adjust something, don't swing wildly in either direction. Do like, small increments to to and unless you know it's real bad, an anchor like, point to work off of right like well we'll see we'll see like oh hey this thing isn't doing enough damage all right i'll fucking double it it's like that's that's aggressive Ooh. like what um maybe 10 start at 10 percent, 5 percent, and we'll see how that feels like i, you, I had to you add really someone, don't need a ton i had to add someone to the fuck off lua today kabuki because i'm yelling for card farm and they sent a thing and as soon as they sent a request to join i told the person in the other party to invite them because mine was full it's an alliance and a minute passed and then they were in a different party, and I said drop for an invite because they because uh, the person had to send the invite, or whatever. And they go into I put it in the trash channel for those who have access in the Discord. And they said, oh, you didn't respond within a minute, so I joined this other run, as in a whole different event for uh, divergence, not divergence, uh, Odyssey or something. They joined the whole Odyssey run within the span of like forty five seconds because they didn't get an immediate response to tell the invite. And I just add into the list of just, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. You couldn't wait one minute for a damn invite. Like, what are you doing that you can't wait one minute in Final Fantasy that, VII? That man has never party searched in 2007. <laughs> right? So I remember Kabuki being terrible in general. So I just, they got thrown on the list. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, back to the original yeah, question online. of backend and how POL is tied into it. And I think, like, take this with a grain of salt. I did not code in 1999, 1998, whenever the fuck this all started. But they, there are definitely areas they could probably improve without worrying about play online. 
So the idea that Play Online is is holding them back from making netcode improvements, that what's holding them back on netcode improvements is that's going to be a fuckload of work. <laughs> I imagine. Like yeah. They do not have anywhere close to the resources, and I don't think they'll ever get them because they'll be like, hey, this is going to take six months to, wow. to rewrite and make better. And some bigwig is going to look at that and look at the engineer they'll have to put on it and realize actually put a cost to it and they'll be yeah, like it's we're not, not we're not spending they're not the going to recoup that, that cost yeah. so they'll never this no. is this is a capitalistic enterprise they're never going to make cost changes that aren't going yeah, to net them either future revenue or a growth of revenue it's just not going to happen it's an unfortunate reality we live in but sometimes it does come yeah. well, a lot of the times it does just come down to it's going to cost too much and i think that's yeah. too often in discussion from as people who aren't you outcasts who have the actual inside track knowledge of how things work they just blatantly throw out never worth cost shut up and that's the discussion you see so when you say it's not going to be worth it i just want to add to the disclaimer of the typical way of people dismissing that you're not dismissing it because it's it's uh you know a big deal not going to make dollar it's just because you actually understand the the work involved in doing that is never going to yeah, be how, many, how much work it takes to fix the netcode. It's, it's it's not a matter of spicy sitting there with uh, some shots of vodka and writing a new guide. It's a matter of months, half a year of maybe getting right to for a improvement of what caliber in this game. You know, a lot of the things people want. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. If, we're not quite following an outline directly, but yeah, correct sorry, me if I'm wrong. A lot of the things people want yeah. before we go back to the whole JA zero thing not directly, but the, the topic of animation lock, a lot of things people want are only really possible with like a massive rewrite of the game. Maybe we should shove that for later, but like the things they want are, are tied to the, I mean, I don't know the, the lingo, but the engine and everything else that this game's built on, the code and all the limitations that they've had added to the year, they can't just change these things that people want for a, a better, I mean, I don't know in terms of, uh, we have packet flow and stuff, but it's everything that people want in terms of not dropping packets or things working smoothly, they can't just do these things without a whole rewrite of how the game works itself, right? Packet flow is awesome. That's the funniest shit. <laughs> they're like, I just love that they're like, hey, you're going to fix like your throttling of, of us sending packets. You're like, oh, we can't do that. He's like, hey, I went ahead and did it. <laughs> so that was <laughs> the that was middle finger, and I love it. That was Birthnoth or Birth, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Birth and Atomos. Yeah, Birth and Thony and Atomos. Yeah. I know, I know Atomos from Private Server Land. I told him to fuck He's off actually... recently. We had a thing on on the BG forums. <laughs> I read that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't proofread. Never wanted to say this loser did something on New Year's and I didn't realize I just shot it out before we went on that stream. But I'm not going to weigh in. I'm on good terms. I don't know. It's not, I'm not saying yeah. that way in, but <laughs> but in, uh, the whole point of saying that is in 2016 in the AMA Reddit, which was the last one before the recent one that happened a year ago, not even a year, like like it happened around the 20th anniversary of the game. They did another AMA, which was the first in 16. The same question with the same thing of basically basically the basis of packet flow which I, I think was through a reverse engineering breakthrough from Tomos and some, I don't want, I don't want to speculate on that. That's, that's, that's nonsense here and there. But it was the exact same question of, hey, you had this issue where packets are dropped or not received due to packet size. You could fix this. Do you understand that? Was basically asked by Birth again, I think, in the sixth in the 2016 yeah, AMA. Yeah, he, he did it twice in a yeah, row. Yeah, it was ignored then, and then he posted again, and like they answered it like, and they ignored one of them, and then they answered the other one, and basically like, well, whatever. And I wasn't playing for that first AMA, the second, this most recent one I, I was. So I definitely went and upvoted that, that stuff. Like yep. any, anyone who asks like good questions that like, I actually like that are reasonable. I tried to upvote so they get answered rather than like, Hey, are you guys going to like do a classic server? And it's like, oh, look, God, that, that would be neat. That would be neat. But I, I don't, I kind of don't care. 
I'd rather hear about how they're going to improve the in-game that currently exists. And I, and I want them to see those questions and not get buried by the 1,800 people asking about a classic server. The only way we're going to have a classic server is by having the non-era plus version of classic that already exists on something like Eden or whatever. And people who pay for retail go play that, as I said earlier. But uh, after they didn't answer his question again, uh, what is it, four years later, at the next AMA, that, that's when he released Packet Flow, right? After he got ignored for four years straight on the on the topic. I think he even posted something in regards to packets of, Birth posted uh, packets of phishing being a problem on the official forums and got banned for it even before that. So they've been ignoring it. That's when he released Packet Flow because fuck these people, they don't care. He about would it. have to break TOS in order to know that. So get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm fairly certain. Um, I heard this down the grapevine that it it had been used and tested by a few individuals for like a couple months or so before being released. So they like knew it worked. They planned on con- only saying something if, if proof of concept was done. Yep. And they were like, well, screen. we'll just do it ourselves if if they're not willing to to fix this. So or not knowledgeable enough to fix it or wh- what have you. So actually, this goes this is a good point on um, something I linked in the notes about their gameplay code and the actually Jay's your, Jay's your animation lock stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great transition, I think. Perfect. Um, so this happens a lot. Like sometimes you just got to get something done and it ends up being a hacky mess. I've coded more than one hacky mess. Um, Friday the 13th has drivable boats in it. Um, <laughs> Isn't aren't all boats drivable just on the water? So originally the plan was for the boats to be on a spline, which is just a line that it follows and you can hit forward and yeah. backward and it would just follow a path. There's no steering. There's no uh, outside of like going forward or going backwards. There's no player agency over it at all. Is it like taking the boat and Zura mines back to uh, from Palabaro? Well, uh, that's yeah. just a cutscene transition. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> we have those. We have those line. in F13 too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is, it is a cutscene, Fox. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Man, our uh, the kill the kill system in F13 is so crazy, dude. Um, the so so like suddenly in like January of 2017, literally like four months before release, they're like, "Hey, we want the boats to be drivable, like be able to drive them." Oh. And this was like from some YouTube tuber playtest nonsense beta bullshit that happened in the background that none of us knew about and the we crowd pleasing nonsense they threw we were getting we were second. getting like feedback notes from youtuber content creators i think and oh, which is God. not a bad thing but you need to know what's good and what isn't I, no any overall it is in specific instances is, it's not feedback, feedback is better than no feedback feedback is better yes. than no feedback and but you need to you need to put push it through a sieve right yeah but it's not yes. it's not, it's that, not that's choice of one or the other However, I will say this ended up working out in the end, but I at the mo- in the moment I was pissed. Um basically you can get I had already from played- non-YouTuber sources is all I was saying. Well, I s- I spent months tweaking and tuning and trying to get vehicles to work alongside characters in that engine. And vehicles are these physics objects. Uh characters are not. They're just capsules that can push shit around and they don't care how- what your mass is. There's no physics calculations going on. Cars very much care. <laughs> so you could you could like walk into I had to put like special collision stuff on it and do this all this other uh, hacky nonsense to like get it to work. So like characters you could you could bump into a car and it would go flying into the abyss. When stuff, like all right that's that's in the next solar system now see ya. When but, stuff yeah, like yeah, that just, happens, carrot watches random physics things and stuff on video games because she cares. When stuff like that happens, I just have to interject because I'm annoying. When stuff like that happens and the cars go flying or they have physics or whatever and the cars are this or that, she sits there and goes beep beep. <laughs> she's cute when she yeah. does it though 
well, there's always complications with stuff like that, right? Like that game you're playing as counselors trying to escape Jason. So one of the things you can do is repair a car or a boat and escape in it. The car, you actually have to still drive it to the exit. You can't, and Jason can actually intervene and, and pull you out of the car. And it, it's actually really dope looking. Um, and the boat one is actually very terrifying because suddenly you're going and then you're not and you're in the water and Jason's drowning you. Um, <laughs> but they, so basically what I did was um, after, after all this knowledge I learned about <laughs> vehicles in Unreal Engine, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it a car, but hide the wheels. <laughs> So boats in that game are just cars with invisible wheels um, and they have their own collision channel so that they drive on the water. If they drive on, they drive on land. Yeah. If they drive on land, they break down vice versa. If cars drive into the water, they break down and it boots you out. So that was like a whole other thing. Another thing I edge case I had to handle. So it just, it turns into like stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff. And by the end of it, you're like, you look at all that code and you're just like, the fuck was I thinking six months ago? Right. So anyway, back to FF11, it's very likely a spaghetti mess in a lot of areas. So um, you're comparing that whole debacle with boats beep beep to to the way to potentially changing animation lock. Yes, absolutely. So So, for us on on the side of us, do we just ignore the packet is why it works? And it's easier for us to ignore the packet than it is for them to fix the whole problem in code. So we just ignore the packet, which is easy for us. It's entirely possible. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, it's entirely possible like hey <laughs> it'd be so funny if they were just like hey everybody should just go download this uh, well couldn't they do that themselves if it'd be easier to make a packet drop forcefully instead of just doing all the work to make it work right couldn't they on so their own not, end make it drop constantly like, i don't know out? i don't know if you guys I, I assume you guys have never used j0 but i'm sure you've seen it used uh, yes. there is some jank there is some jankiness with it and ff11 very much had an emphasis on animation fidelity, um, at least for its time. Uh, it kind of looks like shit now nowadays, but it was very, it was definitely, it was, it was an obvious, it was an obvious focus of that game. So I don't know if just turning it off as simple as that is, I don't know if that is something the creators and, and the leads on that project, the directors, I think is what they prefer. They are old people. They probably would not want the integrity of that threatened. Exactly. So it may it may just be a we don't want to do that because it's it's kind of like a staple of of our games is like looking good. Mm, Since they is. went 3D, they they put a huge emphasis on like all these this animation spectacle and and and, and the work around it's too much work. That's the problem is they want to keep the the animation fidelity right. as you said. But their animation the system idea. is not is not designed to allow players to slide around while animating. Whereas yeah, think, think of like a jig or something. The, the enemies, whenever they use anything that requires an animation on you, like it stops you from doing anything. That's what everyone always complains about when it comes to like enemies, also and and enemies, yeah, also and enemies also stop. Enemies also stop. Enemies also stop. It's a huge kiting strategy, right? To just, oh, he's casting. Let's fucking book it because he's not going to chase us. Well, not just casting. casting. When they do an ability like a lot, like when Columbus so is a turn long that, like when Columbus If they turn that off, so this is actually, I just thought of this. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier. If they turn that off, now enemies can also moonwalk across the map while casting and animating at you good luck dodging dancing fullers now it's like a private server (laughs) right dancing fullers dancing fullers is suddenly going to kill everyone because you're not gonna be able to get away yeah because the mobs when they go to do something they do stop that's all obviously your monk should have all the hate jeez so yeah you can't can't just force drop the packet doing ka on monk is my favorite unless you focus on the players alone right so could you focus on player alone actions like they don't you could, but I doubt they have that support. So that's what I'm saying. They can't just turn it off for players. 
it's very it's very likely baked into the animation system in some place. Whereas if you're just turning it off for yourself yeah. with an add-on or a plugin or whatever, it's pro- it's fine for you. Doesn't affect any server code. It doesn't affect what I'm, the server is doing with enemies and AI and all that stuff that runs on their end. I'm arguing that they could do the same thing and just just throw it on top of everything going. Yeah, I think it would break enemies and that they they, they, no, they, no, they no, would no, have no. to just specifically just for the players. I'm sure they I don't can think isolate they can. that. Right? They can't. Right? I don't think they can. No, I think it's I think it's built into the animation system that everything uses. So a, a concept in in programming is to keep it simple, stupid. If if a system doesn't need to know about other things, it doesn't don't let it know about other things. The animation system doesn't need to know that what is animating is a monster so or a player. Basically, if as as a layman, it's just animating. If I'm understanding this correctly. If they do it, it stops all animations because it's not intertwined. They can't separate the packets going on, even though the monster and player are different packets. So, but so it's not it's not a player as a client side. It, it works because it's, it's just not necessarily the packet. It's it's a flag on the server that is saying to lock the position of this character. They can't move. Well, I figured it has to be a packet because the whole command goes through that way. No, because so. positioning positioning is client side. Like uh, where oh, your position. This is why POS. Right. This is why POS hacking works. So everything's client mm-hmm. side. The server's like the the client's like I'm over here, and the server's like cool. A lot of yeah, the things. The server trusts give a, shit. a lot of the shit that yeah. it shouldn't be trusted. And you have to, you yeah, have that's... to do that, and you have to do that in MMOs. Having the server validate stuff is expensive. Oh. Yeah, I was going to um, say a lot of a lot of the eleven critique is that there's they say quote unquote too many things are client side compared to other games. Compared and, to other even, games, other I wouldn't even. say. I would say a lot is is left up to the you can do some silly things. The server doesn't validate a lot of things. Just as I'm not going to explain how to do it, but there's a thing yeah. with, with Legion. Okay, don't explain Legion. You can actually enter the fifth hall that you need to have done all the other halls and traded in the trophies or whatever. You can actually just go in. <laughs> is that what people it doesn't do? actually it doesn't actually check. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I don't know that a lot of people are doing that, but well, it's back in the day they might have. I mean, maybe uh, nowadays you'd probably do it for pulse weapons, but. I'm sure there's anyway, somebody doing it. I'm sure somebody. That's there's funny. a reason. There may or may not be a reason. I know. It's so if I have to tie this back in together to try and understand better as the average user who's not as smart as you or even Fox, basically oh, sure because because <laughs> the server isn't validating this item and the client is validating this item, so to speak, and to keep the animation fidelity, it only would work the way it does because it's done client side and they're not going to install away client side to make that work because they so, can't do it on their end. Otherwise it impacts everything. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, they're, I'm pretty sure I'm learning the, the code, the code that stops you from animating. It, it's very likely all one code base. I highly doubt it's, it's, I don't know. Right. Like it's 1998 was a weird time. Um, well, this game in Unreal, in Unreal, probably code in ninety nine or something. The way the way modern engines work, the way CryEngine and Unreal work is we we compile and ship all of it, right? Like the code I'm looking at is what runs on the server and runs on a client. I can write code that will only run on a server or only run on a client, but a lot of the code it can run on both, and it gets compiled down and packaged as both. So if they're shipping out a client that the server code is also based on then yeah they would they would have to do they would have to code something in order to what like you said isolate doing it for a player and locking them in position or doing it for mobs on the server side and not and 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 locking them versus not locking players sorry um i don't think they have anyone that knows that code 
well enough to do it in a timely enough manner for them to justify the cost. Let's say if they were to want to do it. I actually don't think they will want to do it because of what we talked about before. Fidelity. With the yeah. animation fidelity and it looking Final Fantasy. <laughs> I like the way it looks. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of games uh, that still look the way this one does. I know it's dated and everything, but it still has that 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 patina, if you will. There's, you're not going to agree with me, but there there are aspects of 14 I much more enjoy than over over 11 as far that's as like, like saying you much more enjoy driving a 2023 corolla versus a 92 corolla or something you know there's a lot of differences yeah but you're driving in both instances right so that's well, really what i'm talking about like yeah i mean that's like saying i'm playing a game and accomplishing is a very similar goal and that's like, like my saying goal that, is to, my goal is to hold all these mobs and have them make sure they're focused on me um it's, it's a pain in the ass in 11 compared to literally any other <laughs> if you're banging a two versus banging an eight you're still banging, but there's still a clear banging. difference between the number there. Um, As my wife tells me to shut the fuck up. Good girl. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to illustrate. You said you're still driving, but it's, it's not, it's not a matter of driving. That's <laughs> why you're driving. You're illustrating I'm, illustration. I'm my, still my dipping the wick in any case, but the candle's not burning the same. I'm a little more high level, right? Like I'm just talking about driving in general. Uh, anyway, I digress. So that's what I'm saying. It's just like, they're, they're very focused on, on, not changing that stuff. I do think actually it's honestly, I could see them changing it. I think it's a quality of life thing that they would be like, yeah, we could do that. But I think they would also be afraid of it breaking fights because let's face it, using J zero in some fights makes them a lot easier. That's the problem. There's no risk in K if you can mid weapon skill slide across the map and not get hit by fullers. And then it has to be, that's my, that's my, I do a lot of Omen. uh, So it's an easy, illustration for me it has to be even more granular than of the point of normal mobs don't animation lock you but nms do or just instance mobs do which puts you right back in the whole issue i'm actually i'm talking about like balance yeah Yeah, yeah, i'm saying i'm saying making it suddenly stuff is is easier than they intended i'm saying you would have to balance out then even further filter granular out how you're applying it then because if you don't want to ruin certain fights so you can just run around because you have to cast in the same spot but if you can run around Mm -hmm. doing infinite job abilities or anything like that and not getting stuck or even frankly that's starting bind. That's kind of not good design when it's not consistent yeah. because yeah, a player is going to expect one thing out of the physics of the game. And whether or not it's it's good or bad doesn't matter. Like it needs to be consistent throughout. I would say so I would say casting spells. Cast yeah. Ca- yeah, casting a spell versus a job ability or a weapon skill, something that a- activates virtually instantly versus something that has a cast time. Nothing has activated until you're done casting. I think that's fairly intuitive and other MMOs do it. Like you can't yeah. Unless you're like talented in some games, you can't run around while casting. But the problem is basically when we think about Sick, broken animation talent, lock in this game, it's basically because of newer content that has, thank you, honey, got mozzarella, uh, has with Balsamic, has issues where Shoal and Omen and Vagary or maybe even Sortie has a bunch of bombs stacking at once causing animation lock. And we go, oh, this is the worst. I want to remove it. But at the same time, when you're fighting one-on-one with Kalunga and maybe even two ads, you don't want to remove that because then it opens up possibilities of people cheesing in a way that they shouldn't be able to cheese because the problem is no longer animation lock. They're abusing the ability to not be locked at all to gain an edge over something in a way that you didn't have to design around and shouldn't be a problem in the first place. So I assume... There's a lot of potential edge cases yes. that they can't foresee and that is scary as a dev. Yes, correct. I'm, that's what I was going to say is I assume they've had this conversation at least once on their end at some time and... and development I, I think that's a reasonable expectation that i can go out without knowing anything about and say i think has occurred and i, I imagine that they've talked in the same things that you just said now about we can't 
deal with all the edge cases this would create. It would throw the existing game in certain ways into a, a loop in terms of balancing, or we don't know how it'll impact everything because the game is so vast. And how do we do this, that other thing, even to make it if we want to do it? When they talk about it all in those terms, because players just go, oh, this is annoying me. I want it gone. But when we actually break it down like this and talk about it, it actually makes a lot more sense now. I mean, all they got to do is download J Zero and go play the game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being facetious. That still goes back to this whole, the whole issue of it's like, you know, I mean, I can't compare it to Anchor is the first thing I want to I don't know, to, man. But. I don't know, man. With the rate they're nerfing Ambuscades, maybe they don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Dude, this month, people are upset about this Moogle. It's 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 difficult. I what? I've had zero. It's Google. difficult. Google's I've had some so fun Ambuscades this month, actually. Fun, bad ones. Punching it to death with AM3 Monk is actually so satisfying. Let's get moving, Koopo. Oh, guys, guys, move. Oh, 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 he's dead. Spicy runs off where there's no mom. I didn't know where it was. <laughs> he just takes off in random directions like Godspeed. Let's get to work, Koopo. Dead. <laughs> I was helping I was helping someone do the fight, and they're they're a little bit skittish for when it comes to ambuscades. Despite there being literally no penalty for losing, you don't lose the key. That's what's great about it now. Yeah. yeah. So they, they're like, oh, well, can we, you guys think we can do it on normal? And I was like, yeah. I'll be on Monk. Buff me to the moon. It's going to be no problem. Do it on D then. And at, a, at some point, they all—they literally all died. The Moogles don't even move. They all died. <laughs> I'm the only one alive, soloing this down. How? And uh, and the guy, go, one guy goes. So should we just retry? And I go. I'm literally about to kill it because <laughs> the Moogle regen just keeps me up. I like it's oh, it's fine. So it was it was amazing. Part of so the I whole... just like, killed it for them and walked was like, yeah, I'll just moonwalk out of here. As a thirty second aside, maybe not even my fifteen second aside, uh part of the whole playing on the private server starting over gives me a way to evaluate the one to nineteen guiding again. But when you say what you just said, part of reevaluating things is players don't know how to type into their thing slash T A space carrots S T to be able to put a sub target arrow on the mob. They can't see the mob's HP when they're dead so they go oh what's going on they don't actually know what's going on true. when they're dead they don't know how to move more than their, maybe in their camera if they're lucky i let them know i was like it's at three percent true yeah i'm but, just whittling it down as soon as amnesia wears off i'm gonna blow it up but, but whenever i die i type slash ta space st which is an old 75 xbox term i didn't know that was a thing it was even before xbox i was just on xbox at the time xbox term well no uh, i was i was on xbox yeah it's like bt I, that's what the, the I was that's playing the S, like ST STPC like it's a sub target. It's, it's an original character. command, yes. It's it's before yeah, it's, even yeah. built in. It's built in to FF11. I originally played on Xbox, so it's very important. That explains a lot, actually. You originally played on Xbox. Okay. Yes, I, that's my. I'm learning so many things. On Xbox. I never played. I I did play it on the PS2 as well, but I did not. Did start. you have the keyboard for your controller? I did have that the, the attachment that you clicked into the bottom. It's oh, yeah, yeah, it was like putting a microphone into the bottom of your thing, and I it's just, it was it was so bad because for, I, I had one yeah for years. I I typed single letter at a time my, on uh, the on screen keyboard. I did not have a special USB keyboard for my Xbox because I couldn't ask for one as a kid. I did not have one, but my mom had one for uh, for Halo, I think, or something. I I forget what game she used it for, but like she had a keyboard that plugged into her controller. Like she was a gamer through my entire life, so she, like she had this stuff, and yeah, my my mom had one, one of those one of those controller one of those, those keyboards that you plug into a controller. They're so yeah, bad. It pops right into the bottom. It was uh, worse than that? using like a, a fucking flip phone keyboard. <laughs> I had a flip phone at the same time. A lot of people had that keyboard. <laughs> that was the phone yeah, at the time. Yeah, this is I can. I think iPhone. I can. I think I can realistically state that if there is a feature 
about this game that was in the first 10 to 15 years of its life, it's very unlikely to change at this point. Sorry, actually, maybe you had a slide phone where it slid up. I had one of those too, yeah. I, had an I jumped into Cosmos. a lot of pools with the phone in my pocket as a kid. So. Oh, God, that was worth- my thing was it when the washing machine and dryer because no one checked pockets. <laughs> and you'd hear it in the dryer, I'd be like, oh, no, it's in the dryer. And I get screamed at. I know that sound. The fucking, I'm not getting you another phone. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, on, uh, did you guys have any other? PS2. <laughs> that's that's uh, just I played on PS2 and I just I just plugged in a, a USB. PS2 had like a game. weird glow around the characters where like you'd be playing and avatars would look fucking awesome and they don't look that way. Yeah, it, well, it also it also looked like you were you know playing original Tomb Raider too. Yeah, it was a <laughs> like bit. The polygons were real. Yeah, it was the polygons <laughs> that exist. I can count the polys. <laughs> I can count them. This, this before me. poly was a thing you put in your profile. Well, I just remember because I, I played on PS2. My buddy played on on PC because he had some of the like the original PC release stuff, and his game looked so much better than mine because <laughs> his character was round. Yeah. So the way <laughs> uh, cool game dev transition. Um, the way that works is they 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 dictate kind of like oh these are the best like the settings that give you the best performance and will look the best on this platform. So platform mm-hmm. being PS2, PC, um, or any other newer xbox ps5 blah 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 um and there's all kinds of stuff and settings we can we can tweak and change in in modern game engines to kind of like really dial that in and give you the best best experience possible so i'm not surprised that ps2 is just like super watered down to just make it run okay and as good as it could that's what they code yeah a certain point you need the frames man do you have any insight frames do you have any insight into the PS2 dev kit or anything about that? Nope, I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. It sounds sounds archaic it sounds and awful. Bad. It sounds like a fucking nightmare. Do you have and any? I like like I've had a fever dream like this before, and it's just like I'm so glad I didn't game dev back then. Uh, I can't. I can't imagine. Like I'm so spoiled. Like game dev is spoiled nowadays. I feel like in compared my... to those, those dudes are the real champions, man. They're in, real ones. In my overactive imagination, I feel like Tanaka comes back and the skeleton crew that still exists there is in a PS2 dev kit, and Tanaka's trying to get him in shape like Rocky, and he goes, "What you need is speed. You got to go with speed." And he like throws a chicken in the room and tells him, "You don't want to code. You got to catch the chicken." And that's how they're gonna make Final Fantasy Eleven in the future. Tanaka's, if Tanaka comes back, he's going to look at master level requirements and be like, fuck that, double it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's Tanaka. So what I think is the requirement for afterglowing is not harsh enough. It should be triple. <laughs> yeah. 30,000 by Tetsu, so it mirrors the Alexandrite. Alexandrite, that's right, yep. Just keep it consistent, guys. Numbers. We're going to make you appreciate the Alexandrite experience. Everyone loved Abyssia, <laughs> so what we should do... Okay, so do you have any insight as to so the dev kit was a no? Um, yeah, it's a big old no. <laughs> I just lost it with the fucking. Rocky yeah. Oh, thing. I actually, yeah. So I did like, yeah. Their their asset pipeline is somehow connected yes. to PS2 hardware, and PS2 I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that, so they can package it um, according to what a PS2 expects, as far as that goes. I know that they use like their their data is like Meta Sequoia files for like animations and models and stuff, and there are plugins you can find to like load those into um, Maya and 3d studio max and other 3d modeling software, probably blender as well nowadays, but it's, it's an outdated archaic file format for sure. You know, but kinda... it's, it's essentially, it's essentially how they package their content down into what we know as dats. 
Oh boy. In yeah. Unreal, they're called pack files. So and a lot of games can just be in one pack file. We call that the Ash and Bubs playground. Yep. Is is everything else the same too? Like it's dot pack instead of dot that and Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can crack open any like game made in Unreal and look in the game files and there's there will probably be multiple dot packs. Oh, okay. Um, you can crack them open um, using Unreal Engine. Uh, we actually leaked a lot of content in F13 by accident because we shipped um, we shipped unfinished content. It wasn't in the game, but it was in the files, and basically people that mind it, right? So oh. it's it's possible in other games too. <laughs> And that really makes it seem less complicated than I always imagined it was. <laughs> you can do some you can do some stuff to prevent it. Uh, Unreal has some stuff built in um, for a while. Like our our password to encrypt it was like "go oh, fuck yourself" or something like that. <laughs> like something really offensive is awesome. The spicy um, password. But, yeah, um, <laughs> but you can get like the dude. Some dude was uploading YouTube videos about it, and um, he we they slapped him with a C and D over it because we were kind of annoyed <laughs> when i have to make passwords or something i think it's not reputable i put in the password there's no limit i put like hope this isn't plain text with like random stuff after it yeah and i know a lot of people will probably say like well isn't like people that mining your your game like good publicity like they can see what's coming it's like yes and no is it finished content because if it's not it might look like shit and you don't want people seeing that it's impatient people who then make content on their youtube to try and get uh, likes and follows and, and revenue uh -huh. out of it and we're just attention whores for profit yeah, basically. Uh oh, RoboFox. Sure, there's all kinds of reasons to do it, but I, I wouldn't want someone seeing like an unfinished thing. What? No, oh, you just like out for a second. Good. Enough. Oh man. Okay, I have come back. I think. No. Hi. Oh. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, you're good now. Sorry. No, I wouldn't want people like potentially like throwing out a bunch of reviews on a bunch of half finished stuff that they saw like get leaked. So I, I can definitely understand why. Yeah, and actually reviews reviews will actually be done on um, what we call a press release um, or a press build. So they'll we'll, we'll have a build that we know we need to lock it down. It needs we need to harden it, make sure it doesn't crash, blah, blah, blah. Make sure as many bugs as possible are fixed and then have a list of known bugs that we may or may not already have fixed in a future build so that they're aware of them so that they don't talk shit about some bug they ran into while testing the game. So then, yeah. so a lot of companies, they'll, they'll do this. They'll give the press access to it ahead of time, like ahead of release. This is why you see reviews out the day the game comes out because there's a press embargo. And these guys have these reviews written up like weeks, days to weeks in advance. Um, and when the game comes out, press embargo lifts and they're allowed to post all the reviews. So that's how you see reviews on launch day. Hmm. They're, no, they're playing eight hours of the game. They're time travelers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I always kind of figured that that was the case, that, that they had some sort of like, you know, you don't talk about this or we'll sue you sort of thing going on. Yeah, it, it gets talked about a lot in when you're actually working on the game because people are like, why the fuck do we care? It's like, oh, because um, Game Informer is going to do a thing. <laughs> so public, and they're like, oh, shit, let me go fix some stuff. Public opinion oh, and word of mouth are kind of like a virus. They, they literally are when it comes to human interaction, in my opinion. They're, the word of mouth is a virus, and it spreads from person to person. Like, as they say, false news travels fast. So controlling the narrative is, is very vital to any effort of which you're trying to succeed in. It's kind of like occupying the center of a chessboard because the narrative is which all directions fall outwards and people are motivated to react or discuss or get in their opinions of approval or disapproval based upon that narrative. So first mover advantage is controlling the center of that board of narrative. Uh, so it's kind of like with um, 
with BG of how I've worked to try and convey an image, even though I'm me and people don't like me and I purposely want to be seen that way. When you have people who come to private servers and only try to use Clopedia and they say because BG is bad at early stuff and it's not, there are early holes and that's what I want to plug as I said earlier, but that sort of, oh, BG is bad at this, so don't use BG. That sort of, uh, that's a first mover controlling the center of the board advantage that you're trying to usurp. But when you have that with games and anything else, like it could be fucking pastry, it doesn't matter. Uh, It just colors people's opinions. And when people have a cognitive bias in their mind about, I heard it's bad, I guess I'll try it anyway. When you go into it looking at it that way, they, the, the way people look at it won't be as kind or as open-minded or even as deserving of a, a reaction as you should have in terms of this is good, it should be seen as that. They'll look at it in a certain way if they hear something or they'll avoid it completely instead of actually trying it out. So that whole people having something beforehand, if they dat mind something's bad, that that's really a bad thing overall because as great as it is to be like, oh, I, I want to know what happens, I can't wait. It's just the things that spawn from that, like the the bullshit with 4chan we've seen lately. That's a thing for game dev, where they post, oh, on the fucking 4chan, it's ended up on Auction House, on Facebook. I don't use Facebook. People are posting screenshots of Facebook with it. Uh, and on the official forums, everywhere. Oh, the Final Fantasy XI remaster is coming because all these other things there from someone posting on 4chan, and it just spreads like a virus, and it's just everywhere. Yeah, and it, a lot of it by Fox. Hopefully he comes back. Um, oh, he's gone? Yeah, he dropped. Um, anyway, goddamn campus Wi-Fi yeah, can't pay enough that, in tuition. I <laughs> cheap bastards. Um, so the the um, what am I trying to say? We were talking about oh, uh, like for the word of mouth, publicity, press, word of mouth. Yeah, that mining. Yes, but I think a lot of companies that that do like update videos and dev updates and all that stuff are doing a great job of like generating hype for their game, but also staying out ahead of stuff. So they're like announcing things officially. Um, and then when it comes to like, he, for me personally, when I hear someone's like, oh, I heard it was bad. I'm like, I, I like to say I'm very eclectic in my tastes. I, I play a lot of different genres of games. I, I can appreciate a movie, even if it's like not amazing. Like I can appreciate what's what, what they did well, but like, that doesn't mean I'm going to keep watching it. Right. Like, I'm not going to watch it on repeat. Yeah, like, oh yeah, I watched so it. Bad. I was like, yeah, some movies are just, are also just so bad. Like objectionably be bad and welcome back, fox, fox is back welcome Ooh. back dude <laughs> and um fox you better pay more tuition so they can install some fucking oh, buddy, cat five yeah. oh no my discord actually just got closed on me that was oh, no rip had to rip. update um <laughs> so like my boss slash buddy from work he he's he knows that i have like very weird and random tastes and just kind of i would like play or try anything for the most part when it comes to like media consumption and so he's like You'd like it, <laughs> which I still can't figure out if that's like a compliment that's or a, a diss. Claim. Like, I see, I like, see where they sent you that notice in the mail. He goes, "Hey, hey, like you'd like this." And I go, "Oh, okay, thanks." <laughs> He's like, "You're into that shit." <laughs> Just like, thanks, man. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, like I said, um, I think companies that that get out ahead and and do their do their their hype generating themselves or or even like kind of lead community people doing it. Um, like if they have like a community department where they partner with YouTubers or Twitch streamers or whatever, um, like they're, they're being proactive about like making sure that the, the public uh, opinion of, of their product is, is mostly positive. I really hate that whole dynamic, frankly, but that's neither here nor there. Streamers try to charge so much money for stuff. It's well, kind of guys in, in the merch shop now, we've got a brand new hoodie for you to partake in. 
Back in my day, y'all would have just liked to play a game that hasn't come out yet. Fuck you. <laughs> now you want like 30 grand? Like, get the fuck out of here. Speaking of which, Fox is working on that t-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. that's <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. It's yeah, coming it's with the play developing. online update. I I think the first episode I listened to was about a t-shirt, and I remember being like, oh, I wonder if that ever got done. <laughs> I, would, I would print it myself. I was like, I'd but... buy one. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, did you guys have anything else like 11 related or do you want to shift to other more general questions or in or anything stuff? 11 related in general would be good so plan line was touched the animation lock was touched um is there anything in terms of i talked about earlier how they just reuse assets they don't want to make anything because the touching the code scare me touching that but is there anything that expansion that about uh you know an expansion because they they contracted out for an expansion for this game before right for Adeline. Yes. Yep. So I guess they they contract out because they think it's going to be profitable and they want to keep their IP going because they're you know have some pride too I guess. But uh, so what stops them from making more? Because they they're at the limit of spells and abilities and stuff at this point, right? Because they added jobs that had new spells and abilities. People keep saying that, but I thought somebody proved that one. Yeah, because they said that before that even happened. That's what was. Uh, Usually they do leak extra dats. Uh, an entire folder, which is so dats are actually specific to an expansion or, or in their own folders. And so people mm-hmm. saw the expansion coming because it got it, that, you know, another another folder number got, got released. Oh. Um, and that's happened with treasures. It's happened with Wings of the Goddess. It's happened with the Duelin. Mm-hmm. Um And likely they yeah, they contracted it out because they Dog the manpower. I'm pretty sure 1.0 was still was was a thing at the time. They were they're releasing 1.0 when a Duelin was announced. Or it had just come no, out. No, it so was already out by then. One point out? One point out came out. When did the Duelin come out? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do some Googling now. 14 1.0 came out in 2010. I do remember this. That was a long I time before. I thought Adeline was like, like 16. 15, 16. No, I, I want to say a Duelin was like 2014? 2010-ish, 2011 maybe? No, a Duelin was yeah, not came, 2010. Yeah, it came out. Not 2010. It might be 2011. Well, I'm going to type Seekers in around to BG. I know it this might page. be 2011 because I remember coming back to the game and like some of that stuff was new. Like. I remember rolling out there on Red Mage and not being able to hit anything. March 27th, 2013. 2013? 2013. Yeah, I knew it was I knew it was around at least in the It was announced well past 2010. Maybe I just played 11 a lot longer than I thought back then. (laughs) And here it says right here in the BG page prior to the game's reveal in the spring of 2012, portions of new areas for this upcoming expansion were discovered in the test server's data files. Oh, that was when the test server is still around. Okay. That's when the test server did exist, yeah. 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 Why did they get rid of like test server? Once. Do you have any? Probably for that reason. Probably cost. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so probably, I was thinking cost. cost, but was it not cost? If it, no one's on it, if no one's on it, why why run it? People were testing stuff on there, so I mean, I figured maybe it helps them with some sort of development. There, aspect. there may have been. They may have like had a number of players uh, in mind. Like, hey, if we're not at this critical mass at most times of the day, uh, why it's probably not because they're running it's hardware still, right? So yeah, you know, it's essentially another. Server what running. they probably did because when this came out, they had done a server merge where they probably took some old server and ran it as a test server. It's also extra Looking, file distribution to to distribute that build. Kaju- it's, yeah, there's it's, it's a lot of stuff that. they were able to spin down. Kajuda came back for a, second, for a second as a test server. Atomos, the test server, not the. Yeah, yeah. For a long not time, the, and not the not the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not not Garfield. Um, for a long time, when you would look at the as the server up page on Play Online, it would have the Atomos test server was up in the list. I remember that. Yeah, it was a, it was up at the top, right? Uh, top or bottom? Yeah, one of the two, something like that. But yeah, rip test server. 
Yeah, the, the yeah. loss of that was interesting because for players like Martel or someone that actually mattered a lot, and they, you know, that was the way we looked at certain things. Because what I guess it's just the find out and see aspect that certain era pluses try to incorporate. Uh, go figure it out. That they don't tell us things. They've gotten a lot better about that, about putting actual effects on food or revealing information of certain aspect instead of just fuck you, figure it out in seventeen. Figure years. it out. Yep. 17 years, no one finds out what a uh, Pagodite does in the, the fucking Mog they started. Yeah, they started holding our hand a little bit more, which I'm, I'm cool with. <laughs> I'm cool with it because we don't have map markers for instant travel. We don't just follow a dot on our map or mini-map. We don't really have, but unless you have add-ons. <laughs> but that's, that's, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of a direction for once. I don't know if that's a thing that you incorporate when you do gev, uh, game dev design or anything. Or uh, We do all kinds it's... of player feedback. Uh, we talk about it like from start to finish constantly. Literally just talking about player feedback on a play test the other day. Of Be- like, hey, how are we telling the player about this? Based like, on that whole five seconds is an eternity for players anymore kind of thing where I don't think it would be in 2002. Depends on the pacing. It depends on the pacing of the game, right? Yeah, so that's true. Five seconds actually. Sorry, I should have clarified that. Like, so for Ar- Arcade yeah. again, the game is very fast paced. Like it's, a, it's an arcade shooter, third person shooter. It's supposed to be quick and, and, and feel snappy. Um, everything should respond. There's a bug where weapons get locked up still. And I need to figure it out because it pisses me off every time it happens. You like click the freaking mouse and it doesn't shoot. And I don't know. Animation what. lock. It's, yeah. I Well, yeah. that's another thing we had. We, we've made games <laughs> where. GA zero. So actually we've made games where animations kind of dictate timings of things so in unreal you you can set up um a- animation notifies so it's like in the animation track you can just be like you can like drop in a little dot basically um i'm gonna try to be as layman with this as possible Thank um you. and and that dot can be any kind of logic you want to perform but it's based on the timing of that animation the problem with doing that if anything were to interrupt that animation that notify doesn't happen so uh, games do it a lot with reloads with reloads so um, if i'm reloading a gun there's a certain point this is a thing in counter-strike that that pros do they'll weapon swap because weapon swapping is faster than some reload animations finishing but you have to let the animation get to a certain point where the ammo actually enters the magazine and you can see it update on your hud of how much ammo is in the magazine versus in reserve right um, and then they'll weapon swap real fast back and forth and that those animations are fast enough that they're faster than letting the reload finish however if you were to interrupt that too soon you swap back to the weapon there's no ammo in it i'm glad 11 doesn't have this problem right i mean animations just play right (laughs) put game Uh, in unreal so so uh the way unreal works is um, you can separate and you can blend things together so you set we tend to separate stuff out by upper body and lower body so if you want to have the upper body animating like reloading a gun or swinging a bat but you also want to be running at the same time you have to separate those out because you can have a running animation that includes the arms the upper body the head movement all this other stuff but if you're wanting to do all this other stuff, you need to separate it out. So they're essentially animating independently and then being combined. Because as far as the game, the the engine is concerned, the game is concerned, it's one skeleton animating. But you're doing multiple animations on it. And you have to, to have some way to separate that. Yeah, no. Um, the upper torso might get too much attention. So, when so it comes to it, the bottom, you'd be behind the curve. So you know how when you target an NPC, your head turns towards it? Yes. In 11. That's that's an example. The head is separated from the running animation so that you can actually have it look at an NPC as you're running by. 
Because if not, then they you would only look at them while you're standing still. Because you're you're also technically you they do play idle animations too. Your character kind of breathes a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. rhythmic. There's no variation to it. Modern games have much more variation to that kind of thing. Um, it's, it's, it's that's just, like the it's least important thing. detail to me, frankly. Like like if I, you're, it's, it's a, when you get into game dev, these are the things you notice. Well, that's the kind of thing you get high <laughs> and go. Did you know he only breathes the know? same way? Imagine if every hundredth breath they did something different and <sighs> someone figured it out. Hundredth <laughs> breath. So we sat there and watched it. <laughs> yeah. Count what the him out. Hell? He's got the look like a counter clicker thing, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's um I forget what the original point was. <laughs> well, I could say here I'm looking back there's on a, there's a reloads thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the animation lock and and, and stuff like that, and basically having games uh, being animation driven is what you call it. So animation driven versus gameplay driven and and, and stuff like that. So um yeah, so there are definitely like animations that can be interrupted because they because if you're trying to move and a cast finishes or um, you're trying to move and a weapon skill finishes, you actually do start moving a little bit before the very end of that animation. But the damage went off, right? And they clearly don't animation drive because JA zero works. You can you can start running away as soon as you hit the button to to do a chocobo jig. Which is a f- that's a fucking eternity. It is because yeah, you yeah. can't can blink it. Like, that? You can't other stuff. That's like probably Pedro. five seconds, spicy. <sighs> probably, dude. I can't wait for Chocobo Jig. Is that is that on Wiki? Is that is the well? That, that's actually why I was being. That's why animation time shot on a Wiki. Because, because the, the the game that the dude was playing that they commented on the eleven second thing. It's a turn based game. Oh, <laughs> like it's not it's not oh, an action come game. Come on, a turn-based game takes too long. Yeah, so Get the so fuck he's saying like you know a load screen takes eleven seconds. Now I would say that eleven seconds would be an eternity if I was playing like a first-person shooter or something where like I'm, I'm constantly running around doing something, but not yeah not for the the context of the game that the dude was playing. It's like a chess game. Like, that's actually got to make sure the clock doesn't run out. I guess it's turn-based still. Um, there's actually you can fail certification with uh, Sony and Microsoft if stuff takes too long to load. They do have an upper upper limit. I'm sure they do. Well, it makes sense to have, but it's it's, it's pretty a good thing it's, it's like a minute or something. <laughs> Nintendo probably has they have Nintendo. I I mean Sonic Boom was on Wii U. Nintendo's a whole. We don't know about Wii U. Stuff. So <laughs> I will say I will say I'll give Big Red Button that getting CryEngine to run on a Wii U super impressive. Wow. So, so outside of the Silver Sean Y games suck, uh, with a literal <laughs> yeah. Y, not the Y, W-H-Y, uh, we have from Brahms here, mean. we talked about the first part already. I'd be curious to hear your perspective on how timetables change and on uh, a related note, how crunch time affects development of that. We have to talk about that, but uh, his second part here. From an outside perspective as a player, there have been moments in game where I can point at something and say they changed the storyline because of a time or budgetary constraint, or content's not working as intended or just abandoned. So I guess that would not working as intended or abandoned would be like monstrosity. There is an entire map in F13 that never got released, but was basically finished. But 13 sucks. I know I know Velner likes 13. F thir- I know no, what- Friday, Friday the oh, 13th. He's oh, talking about his game. When you say My F13, game, I just So this happens a lot. There's tons of unreleased content. There's content that gets cut. Um, the, one of the things it's hard, it's hard to deal with in game dev is like working on a feature and spending time on it and then eventually having it get cut anyway, because it ends up not working. Um, but, or because you're under a time constraint and you couldn't get it polished enough to, to the degree that they, you need to release it. Or in Essie's words, look how already in Odyssey zones we use now. 
in Essie's words, monstrosity is now on the back burner. Yeah, I don't know. I that feels like a lack of interest in the feature. Um, it was really complications they possibly ran it ran into. I think Monstrosity's super cool, actually. I think if like, they had finished the Gladiator to ninety nine, it's like a cap ninety five, something weird like I, that. That it could have been a great no, system. My problem with the design of that feature, and this is a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um it's fine. But <laughs> hip. there's no incentive to do it. Like the sorry, specifically specifically like the let me go flag for monstrosity as a normal player and kill people that are trying to level as their monster. There'd be no one. Let me go. Let me go flag. Yeah. Let me go PVP in the first place. Then with the ballista, anything there'd be no incentive to have that exist. And they made it in this game in the first place. So it's the same reason to exist. And our content does where players will be excited to participate and continue, continue paying for their sub because they're playing monstrosity, which honestly it's like pancreation when you get sucked in, it's really fun, but because they never flush the system out, you kind of just get dropped off in a point where there's no reason to do it. Because you you have fun and eventually it's like well this was cool like I guess what's on what's on TV did, now did ballista did ballista always exist or was it in response to World of Warcraft I don't know ballistas existed for as long as I can remember yeah I know it's it's been around for well, a while. World of Warcraft came out like two thousand three and this came out in two thousand one so it came out like a year after uh it came out like a year after NA release okay so it was out before World of Warcraft think yeah yeah F- eleven predates World of Warcraft most people don't well, yeah, know yeah. that like most people yeah, should know that. A lot of people, a lot of people I've talked to, like that play WoW. They're like, "Oh, you play FF11? Didn't that come out after WoW?" Like, because those were like they were like the big yeah, two. They live in a world where a lot of people who were a toddler when this happened. So <laughs> they live in a world where nothing exists in MMO world that wasn't inspired by World of Warcraft. They don't realize that uh, EQ inspired Eleven. Therefore, Eleven was also by definition of when it came out uh, before World of Warcraft. So they live in this world where like everything's WoW based. And it's like, no, no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, fourteen has some clear draws from it um i think they with what they were going for i think they picked they picked a lot of like the good features that exist in wow um, yep. and, and translated it well to final fantasy then why do i hate it so much because you probably hate wow i probably would see this, i can't i can't deal with you right now well <laughs> 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 you're gonna be sitting in your car I've listening actually, to this again you're gonna oh, be I've like actually never guy. i've actually never played world of warcraft i've never played world of warcraft no that doesn't surprise me i've never wanted to that's fine. My cousin did, and when she was playing it, like I, I tried to watch, and I was like, "This is boring." As shit. I would rather play the original <laughs> Roller Coaster Tycoon than ever play World of Warcraft, and that's because the original but Roller, that Roller was Coaster Tycoon. My take good. on it: leveling experience. The leveling experience is drastically different than Eleven. I imagine even now, like, even now. That, that was my take on it. Is like, you know, I, I basically a kid um, nowadays. I don't even know if I'd have the same opinion, honestly. Like, I, I'm like basing. I'm basing everything I know about it on something I saw like when I was a, basically a small child. The old understanding yeah. <laughs> back when the Zam forums and killing efforts still existed and the Zam was there and people weren't using Auction House or as much as they do today before it obviously killed Zam was that everyone talked about WoW versus 11 in the 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, even 9, 10 era, a 75 cap era. And they're like, oh, well, the difference is FFX, uh, FFXI is much more hardcore than WoW, and that's the difference. Is uh, WoW is not as hardcore as that. It's it's, it's a much more welcoming game. And now, now everyone's talk, not, not even talks about the difference at all between the two games now. But that was the whole thing. The seventy five cap was people will make threads about WoW versus FFXI. Yeah, it's a it's not a fair comparison. Um, they're it's very different apples games. to to Clementines. <laughs> 
I knew you weren't going to say oranges. I don't know why that's. Yeah, because why is a clementine? Everyone wants a quick clementine. It's a sweet little thing they can put in their pocket. They don't want an orange. It's too. It's too. Uh, it's too game, much of a burden game, to carry an orange. End game wow is pretty hardcore to be honest. Um, yeah. Perspective on ta- tables. Timetables change. That's what we were talking about. Okay, I was trying to find the notes. So yeah. So budgetary constraints face. have changed. How missions and stuff have been implemented because they just um, basically abandoned content or, or the extent of how they want to do so. They were they bit off too much. Yeah. So what happens a lot is so we'll do. Um, We'll do company-wide play tests once a week, depending on whatever the, the the project that is like the most um will benefit the most from it. And we have a, like a, an Excel feedback sheet that everybody can go add their notes to if they come across bugs or have general gameplay feedback or whatever. That generally turns into a lot of feature creep or scope creep, depending on what uh discipline you're with. So like software we'll call it so scope creep or feature creep as well. Um and sometimes like yeah the it's hard it's you want you want it all right it's hard to to kind of identify it's a learned skill for sure it's kind of, it's hard to identify what will actually make what will make the biggest impact to the game and and kind of propel our focused game pillars so when you're this kind of goes into like how to make a game so when you're making a game, you need to you have to have some kind of focal points for it. Like, hey, we call them game pillars. So you like three, maybe four. These are the main things we want to focus on. And these are going to be the focus of the game. And so features will revolve around in some way around these three pillars. Um, that could be story, Naughty Dog, story, all of their games. Story is a huge component to Naughty Dog games. So they, they have a lot of features that lend well to storytelling. Very good cutscene tools, very likely good cutscene tools to make good cutscenes, a lot of good camera work. Um, they they focus on those areas. Um, and it's very easy to then be like, you know what would be cool though? It's a, it's like that water cooler. You know what would be sick? You know what would be dope? I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls. What if we had a Dark Souls dodge roll? This is actually uh, may or may not be a true story. <laughs> You're talking about your water cooler now? <laughs> no, uh, a publisher that was just like, they yeah it was very funny i have some of them as friends on steam still and i could see at the time i'd be working i'd be working late i see them playing games and i would see what they were playing and then i would hear about a feature that exists in that game <laughs> the next day did you enjoy the mental health episode because you really can't work non-stop that's not it's not good for you um i didn't listen to all of it oh <gasps> this guy is like i listened to like almost everything or most things and it's like oh i didn't listen to the mental health episode it was too long there's too much there it was long. It, it was, was it was the record. Holder. It was heavy. It was a little heavy. I hope nothing ever surpasses the length of that. Yeah. Anyway, the um yeah, it's it, there's a lot of factors. It's publishers, it's designers, it's um budget getting cut like um or other studios getting closed down, um all kinds of things. So we we when we were on Star Citizen, we kind of found out that we weren't going to be on the project kind of abruptly. Um, they basically cut all the artists they were essentially paying for, and we had to do a bunch of layoffs. It was kind of shitty, um, but it's just uh, unforeseen things happen. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I can't speak to what happened with Monstrosity. Did that come out? It was that in a dual in feature. It launched the same time as Adelon, yes. So it I don't might have know. been slightly you before could... it, and they were transitioning. I think it was like right, right before Adelon came out itself. It was after announcement even but they they so, they like tried to tie it into we're going to work on both at the same time yeah so it depends on who was working on that was it se proper or was it um this the the contracted company that did the, the expansion right i don't know um it, it, it 
it's irrelevant, but it's not irrelevant. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to think logically. When I say I don't know, it's not because literally I don't know. Obviously, I don't. It's because I'm trying to say how could I see that going? Is it is it the contract company worked on it and they thought it would ran be completed and it ran out of time, or was it the contract company worked on it at all and someone from the core team was working with them and it goes, yeah, I can finish the rest of this when you guys go, or was it just the core team worked on it and the contract company just did Adeline? And uh, they basically said, we're going to work on this. This is really cool. Players like this. And they did because it's really fun to do. But I mean, they just didn't. I think if the if it was the contracting company, it's very likely it's possible they ran out of time and they got done what they could. Um, and then if this <laughs> and then in either case, if SE was working on it, I, I don't know, maybe go look and see what was going on with 14 at the time. <laughs> Maybe maybe people maybe resources got pushed over to there because they had a patch coming or they were doing Realm Reborn that stuff. Would, or, that would explain it. But as far as I'm concerned, there's no world where I live in where I have to care about the politics of 14. I know they impact 11, but it's just like if you guys screwed the pooch on this because of 14's bullshit, then then fuck off. It happens a lot with our projects. So we're moving forward. We want we want to we want to focus on the entire team working on one project. Um, but like like I said, I might be getting pulled onto a different That'll project never entirely happen. through the end of the year. Oh, we will. Uh, uh, Square Enix one. They're too big. Our studio's small enough that we'll be all yeah. on. Our plan is to be on one project for our next project is going to be the whole studio. I was going to say when uh, people want things done, they'll shift around whatever it takes to get it done. And when people will see that there's an available resource, even for five seconds, they'll say, "Oh, use this resource now." Like, uh, <laughs> like the hard disk is searching for extra virtual memory. Uh, we contracted. We we ended up contracting for for Predator Hunting Grounds. That we did that game as well back in 2020. Um. That was another, our, our thing is very, has very much in the past been asymmetrical multiplayer. So it's like one versus many. Um, but yeah, so one person plays a predator and then there's a four player fire team and the predator's trying to kill the fire team and the fire team's trying to do other things. I don't know. I didn't play a whole lot of that game. It kind of, it kind of started and got worked on during my sabbatical. We'll call it. <laughs> um, but that's it. After it comes out, they still we really like we do like to support games that we've already released. And when it's not an MMO or has doesn't have a subscription, like where's that money coming from? Usually, it turns into Overwatch style or or Apex Legends or whatever. Like you have all these uh, microtransactions for stuff that's purely aesthetic. It doesn't affect gameplay, but it makes your character look cool and it makes you feel good or whatever. And there's usually ways to unlock that stuff in game as well. Um, or you have stuff that's exclusive or 14 and 11 both also have their online shops to to buy stuff in game or out of game. And I don't know if Fox has any more questions, but here's one that just came up for me. So I wanted to ask the question of, do you think there's a possibility we'll ever get another expansion in this game again? Because when Adeline came out, we didn't think we'd ever get anyone again. Da, 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 da. But they had released the Mog Wardrobe as a way to justify the cost of development right onto creating it so we could have it even though it increased load times they finally conceded and accepted because the load times do increase noticeably but it's not that it's not you can't like not it doesn't ruin the game basically is what i'm trying to get at so um we have a, as long as as long as shit with eight wardrobes let me tell you well i don't that know e- that explains so much uh, can you guys hear me now <laughs> yeah yeah now oh, i've been trying to say so for a while now oh <laughs> no fox I didn't even realize Jesus, i honestly fox. just i thought i was like well like, i guess they're on a roll so we'll just go with it sorry fox but do oh, you think fine. with the increased wardrobe cost as a way to add in more context or perspectives of the question so just asking do you think we'll get an expansion do you think that they would have the financial incentive i know you're not on top of their board on their 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 financials or anything like that but do you think it would make sense as a game dev when you see they've 
added a cost to the subscription that people will pay because they need the extra inventory to the nature of the game. Do you think with all that put into there that they could possibly justify another expansion as a way to increase the longevity of that new additional subscription cost and add more people that would pay it? Knee jerk? No. No. Um, qualifying the shit out of it <laughs> depends on the motivation. If they if if there's like a director that is just a bleeding heart for this game out of nowhere, just to suddenly decides I want to fund a, an expansion for this game because the players deserve it. Yeah, five seconds. That aside. is that is very unlikely, but it is very, a very scenario unlikely. that happens. It is a scenario that happens. Five seconds aside, mm-hmm. so you can get back to what you're saying. I just wanted to say that because I know you get on a roll. Uh, five seconds aside. Uh, a lot of the fanboys of this game, no names mentioned, will sit there and go, this is an 11, uh, this is a, a main title Final Fantasy game. It's their IP uh, because it's Japan even you sometimes hear in like this this uh, Euro, this, this Eurocentric kind of, uh, the, the exact terms you see me at the moment, but they'll mention like because it's their, uh, it's Japan, it's their internal property. They actually, as a core Final Fantasy 11 game, they would never abandon it. Therefore, it's worth the cost to them, even though it might not make sense. I don't think that's an invalid argument. Um, it's, it's not inherently, but there's, there's, there's some real going on a limb there. It, a little bit, but they're not wrong. Like the fact that it is a, it's a main title, but it will it's eventually end. Off, so. It's not a spinoff. It, it will, it will have to. The whole, so no, uh, eventually the field marshals ever will surrender out. thing will eventually end here. <laughs> eventually the PS2s will burn out. <laughs> <laughs> there was no field marshal that ever surrendered until Stalingrad. So it's like, no one's ever surrendered a, a main title 11, uh, Final Fantasy before. It's like, it, yeah, but eventually it, for me, it feels like predicting Final Fantasy 17 to be their next MMO right like oh no 11 plus 3 is 14 plus 3 is 17 and you get the illuminati all the math numbers no no no, no, no. It's, not, it's not illuminati anymore that's oh, too no, old no, school no. now it's QAnon. it's q <laughs> yeah. yes add the numbers the up numbers to find the, the next map. mmo that's a number at 17 because you know it, carry the two yeah it gives those like tinfoil hat vibes a little bit but the I four champos i think that the the fact that it is a main a main title like i think they will try to keep it around as long as um physically possible and that literally for me means as long as those ps2s are keep keep trucking as part of their asset pipeline and they they don't ever change it or maybe they do decide to change it it kind of depends on what they decide the cost effectiveness is more than likely but um i so i'm like i'm on both sides of that fence it feels weird to say that but i am i'm like i could see it but i also don't think so I think the argument of this is a main title Final Fantasy, they won't abandon it, made more sense in 2013 when they, or 2010 even, when they had the, when the expansion eventually came out in 2013 for Adelin. Uh Even 2015 or 16, yeah, it made sense when they were sundowning the PS2 and uh, Xbox in 20, was it like April or May 2015 or 16? I think it was 16 they did that finally. When that finally happened, they go, yeah, they're just doing to the preserve their main title. Da, da, da. But now we're in 2023. And it may not sound like it's been that far, but that that's a bit of a distance. So I don't know that argument of it's a main title, they won't give it up, really holds length 20 years into the game. It made sense for a long time, but I think it loses more esteem because I, I think there are silver lines to look at here when we talked about earlier how Matsui, before he goes into his, I still don't understand the term of forced retirement. I know it's a cultural thing as far as I can uh, intuitively gather without knowing anything about the background of that that title because everyone says forced retirement left and right i'm like what the fuck is a forced retirement you just get fired but what, what the fuck is this but <laughs> if you're doing a good job why would you fire apparently someone? apparently they just they just said at 50 years old apparently yeah, apparently yeah. you can't be in charge of a project past 50 years old because you have to force retire i don't i don't whatever that's that, that's their fucking prerogative maybe that's maybe that's some weird way of getting like new blood in i don't know 
Social Security that, starts at 50 in Japan. That is, I assume, the yeah, that's part of it, I guess. It's planned obsolescence. Planned obsolescence <laughs> of human assets, uh, human <laughs> assets in the uh, sector of redundancy. So I guess there's a silver lining there with the fact that him, before he goes on his uh, retirement, wants to reduce the cost, get on virtualization of, of the hardware so the game continue into the future, because that means as an outsider who's not in the game dev, doesn't know anything, correct me as I go along here, that that means that he sees the number one threat to the future survivability of this game as the cost of keeping it going from the old system of, you know, from this game over 20 years of the server hardware and keeping up and maintenance and everything else that goes along with the hosting and everything else that goes into the cost of that being the number one threat to the game's longevity. So the silver lining could be that that's there. And maybe if they start saving money slash they've made more money on the wardrobes, even though the population is maybe static, maybe declining, who knows at this point. It recently was going up a year or so ago, people were saying. Who knows? But maybe that's encouraging. An SE census, I think, would be super interesting to see, um, just to kind of gauge that, like from an outside outsider looking in, so we could get an idea of like, what, how is this game doing? Um, it seems like it's doing but, okay. So, so when it comes to stuff like that, like the virtualization stuff, like nothing's impossible. It's about finding the right people and and making sure they can get it done. But when it comes to working within his budget, right, what doesn't get done while that's happening? What costs are you? Choosing? What does he have to sacrifice yeah. over that over however long that takes? Um, and will will that be worth it in the end? Um, I mean, I could argue till the sun goes down that I think it would a thousand percent be worth it because having stuff on like not getting getting this game servers up into the cloud and maybe doing some kind of work to just get the net code in a, in a more responsive state would just, that would be a huge win for how this game plays and how it feels without sacrificing all the other stuff we talked about earlier with like animation fidelity and the, the way they want the game to be played and like how they intended uh, fights to, to function and stuff like that. Like just having the game be more responsive um, would just, would just be very very good. Um, I, I th think uh, people sell that short sometimes. Upgrade to the mechanical keyboard of a, a gameplay. Yes, yes. Go get a mechanical keyboard. Um, Metaphorically, the game would become more responsive, I'm saying. Yes. So I think if anything could be said about, since private servers were somewhat tied into this from your experience versus my recently joining one, if anything could be said encouraging, because there is a lot of negative sentiment about this game. People, since the 20th, like, oh, the 20th anniversary, especially you see I know I keep avoiding names, but I can't. You see, like Drelo saying, "Oh, the 20th anniversary was a bust." He's he's one of the big people in the community saying that right now, and he loves the game. Is why he's upset and disappointed. So, if you take your love of a game and turn it around, what's been encouraging about something stupid like Horizon is that it had what 10,000 players sign up. You assume most of these players don't play the game, or at least a big chunk of them do. It shows interest outside of the current existing ecosystem of the game is still very much largely there and intact as a basis of which the game monetarily can continue. I think that's the silver lining of... Like, we're not getting a classic server or anything, obviously. But in terms of if you can eliminate the threats to the survival of the game, namely the server costs, hosting, virtualization, uh, it, there's a lot of negative sentiment around this game in terms of people saying, like, oh, it's going to eventually end. Like, people are not, in the community, as far as I've seen, very positive about it anymore as the 20th anniversary where they kind of expected new jobs expansion whatever didn't get it therefore they're 
the the biggest posters and now the biggest sour pusses where they were very skeptical in the first place generally and very negative as a response. I think seeing that many people show up to Horizon is actually a very encouraging sign, whether they want retail or not is besides the point, that the interest around this game and the longevity of it, if if Matsui is addressing, as I said earlier, the, the what he sees as possibly the direct threat to the game, I think expansion or not, there's a great optimism that could be seen around that kind of outturn uh, grassroots just randomly like there's no there's no planes at the beach flying around with a join horizon sign up but there were there was stuff being sent out in a pseudo advertisement blitz but that reached people that se wasn't reaching so i guess we could say that what happens with this game besides that there is a good longevity there as a as a community so basically besides horizon you have hundreds of people playing on little random podunk servers like cat's eye or whatever uh, but that shows that the grassroots kind of interest is there into the future and that if people would play this game, even if it's gone technically, uh, is encouraging to them if the costs are low enough to maybe not pulling the plug as long as they can keep somehow adding stuff or changing ambuscades or whatever comes in the future, right? Yeah. So purely anecdotal. Um, I know it all. The was. reason, the re- no, for me, actually, sorry, um, from my perspective and, and the reason I played private servers when I did was... Um, one, I didn't realize how uh, volatile they were at the time. <laughs> yes. um, they they explode and, and prop back, pop back up fucking constantly. At least they used to. Um, I'm hoping do. some of these stick around. Yeah, but who knows? Anyway, the reason I played 11 uh, private servers is because I had that itch to play the game in general. But I never, ever, I think maybe one time tried like very classic 75 era, same movement speed, same XP rate, all this other bullshit like 200 xp for an it kill like go fuck <laughs> yourself like that's for the I, angriest I, of nerds that complain that red major is too powerful oh, it's it. oh and i yeah i played that for tried to try that out for a little bit i was like man i just didn't feel like i didn't get my dopamine hit you know i it was too slow so since the only servers i ever played on had to have um like things that stuck out to me were increased xp rate um Usually it makes sure they had like grounds and fields of valor turned on because that just also increased the grind because I wanted to play like more end game stuff. Um, and I and I used leveling to kind of meet the people on the server. Right. And kind of kind of engage with them a little the way. Bit 11 sure they weren't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to spend a year uh, doing the leveling. No. So. That and then like usually um, move speed or teleports something some way to, to so I didn't spend an hour walking to Juno how, how posts unlocked or wait 15 minutes for a fucking airship all that I'm, I'm over that I lived through that I'm good I experienced it I've moved on I've grown <laughs> hey, you have a job now <laughs> I have a job and kids now like and yeah. I, ain't got to, I ain't got time for that shit I don't have time to watch the Chocobo jig animation. <laughs> For my brief stint on the <laughs> private servers, r slash ffxi private servers, that's a lot of the sentiment there too. Is most people aren't saying there's the few holdout cases that well, do that, but most people also, are saying I have like a family now, I can't do this anymore. So the main reason I wanted to play cer- private servers at all was because I just wanted to play eleven, but um, I quit shortly before a Duelin came out. I I stopped playing. Uh, I played heavily through Abyssia and Voidwatch era, and then um, kind of quit after. I played before that too, but. Play, like that was like when most of my gameplay happened and now the last two years this is probably the most i've been into the game but it was just so overwhelming to log into my character and figure out what gear i had what was still relevant what's the new content and just and just tackling all of that just sounded awful and i was just like i don't want to do that i just want to play the game 
So and that's usually, from my experience, like why people boot those up. So they still have the itch to play the game. And I think sometimes it's financial too, right? Like they don't want to pay for it and that's fine. Um, but I think there is, I think you're right. I think this shows that there's general interest in this franchise, in this game specifically. And it's, I think it comes down to people just not wanting to sub to retail for whatever reason they have. Um, I will say that a lot of people also don't realize that the private server that they're playing on will not outlive 11. It will not outlive retail. Your character is going to disappear into thin air. Um, I have had many characters just disappear into thin air because of weird internal server owner drama, server admin drama, dev drama, wings. whatever reason. Um, wings is a fun fear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I think... I think some of the the more toxic aspects of the 11 private server community have gone by the wayside. Like the land sandboat uh, team, like they're they're the actual team on that on that project, seem very well grounded. They seem like adults. That's what <laughs> surprised me part. too. Is when I saw that, and I it, uh, when I, I was, was on Dark Star Project, we were not adults. I'm just, <laughs> I'll be honest. I was definitely I did not I didn't always contribute to the problem, but I did not help. <laughs> I always saw private servers too in my own bias, not just unfounded. It was founded, of course, because I couldn't, if it didn't exist in a vacuum of, of a more toxic kind of, I hate using the, the phrase toxic. If it's, if it's not hazardous to your health in, in a toxicity sort of manner, it's a stupid term. As more aggressively hostile, a more uh, standoffish, nerdish, uh, this is my fiefdom, fuck off, my views are good, yours are bad, kind of uh, confrontational, bellicose style. That's why I saw private servers. And I think. That still exists, obviously, because that exists in retail. It exists in private they, servers. The pro- they they have no. There's no motivation to really keep it around unless they're just like an altruist, right? Yes. Like There's 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 they're one bad day away from just pulling the plug because they'll say Correct. fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore. And one just of pull the plug with with they could do it with no word. They don't owe you anything. One of the first things when that that guy who owns Cat's Eye reached out to me not knowing it's me after I, I we had a conversation for a whole day after he thought it wasn't me because i said that's no, the other guy I, I don't do the podcast and the booking i'm, I'm a different <laughs> spicy ryan and he, he bought it because it just why would you tell someone right at the bat they're a liar why would they lie unless right they're away? unless they're in on the meme already <laughs> he, well he doesn't know the meme obviously he knew how to podcast he questions like are you the guy that is the wiki as a podcast i'm like mm. but what's good one of the first things i asked him is i go so in terms of longevity of the server the fr- i jump right to that right away I go in terms of longevity yeah. of the server server how much can you handle do you want more people how much does it cost are you able to afford it and will this go into the future basically is the kind of i just right away just drop that as i go i'm not spicy ryan but i have questions <laughs> for you if you can answer them he's like sure uh, you know because the guy's a very nice guy but th- like those are the first thing that sent up to me is like this is not cheap this is not free and uh, the same thing goes for se who's doing a much larger more antiquated official kind of scale i imagine yeah i it's I mean, they're make they are making money on the game, right? Like that game's been in the black for decades. Yeah, the, the servers don't take in money. Maybe they take donations and then don't talk about it, because they'd be. Uh, I mean, for re- but- sorry, I was talking about retail, but yeah, like yeah, um, yeah, sketchy servers will take donations. Don't ever donate to a private server, boys and girls. It's uh, it's, it's a trap. It's a trap it's because a even trap. if you get your if you even if you get your cool items, um, those will go poof at some point. You're not going to keep them, so that's wasted money. It's like one um, of those. You could projects. you could argue that for eleven, like the fifteen dollars a month I spend or whatever it is now with all my wardrobes, um, like that's all going to. Thin but yeah, I was saying their costs are getting, offset yeah. by subscription fees, and theirs are not. So sure, sure. So they, yeah. So I worked on um, when I first went. The first server I got involved in was called Legion Eleven, and they had um, 
my biggest complaint with the balance of that server was they had like 75 to 99. And then they also had like one, they had 119. They, like they had item level stuff in it, but you got item level stuff from Abyssia. And there actually no good gear progression. Dude, it was a whole thing. So there's no good gear progression. <laughs> is like, huh? Yeah, it was the content they had available. Um, and they didn't have the expertise or this is going to sound rude, but the, the skill, they didn't have the skill to add Esha or anything like uh, a dual in wise, like the stuff, obviously the data and the assets exist. They just didn't know how to put it in their game themselves. And no one on dark star project at the time had, had gotten to it. Um, so, so they used what they had. They had like some Abyssia stuff. And so they did a lot of custom code uh, to get that. Some of that stuff sort of working. It was still real janky. Like you didn't have a time limit in, in there. Um, but there was no good progression from 75 to 99. Like, I'm pretty sure like when they first started the server, people were using like the built-in God mode they have, which just like gives you insane regain um, in like 9999 health and MP and everything. And you're basically unkillable because it just buffs your stats to the moon. Um, and they, they carried some people through to get gear on that. And then now those people are now geared and they can help people who are new. Like there was definitely times where I'm like, there's no way I would have been able to do this without someone <laughs> helping me that already has this gear that's what you know, but the they're they're doing is. the content that you get the gear from this makes no sense and i can and i actually the guy that took over the server rebranded it to because that again some weird drama with the server owner and the admin and the the their gms it exploded but the guy handed off the database to one of the gms and he said he would run it he rebranded as home point 11 i think it's still around i think you can go still play I think. Um, he's a really good dude um, that guy's awesome. His name's Heap. Um, he uh, and he asked me to be the dev for him, and I really liked the guy. So I was like, yeah. And I was I was I wasn't super busy. My job was kind of boring at the time, so I was just like, yeah, I'll help out. Um, and we had talked about that stuff. Like he totally agreed, but we I didn't have enough time to actually like revamp all that. And like, how do you revamp all that? And then I have all these other characters and players that already have all this stuff, and then like to just change it all. It's like it's very complicated and and weird and there's like no way good way to do it um so then i broke broke broke, broke blue mage for two hour 12 hours or whatever it was because uh i'm i was still learning the code base as well so like then they had drama because he like his buddy down the road hosted the server so like the server like the hardware existed at his house and they made sure he didn't have he didn't want like access to it so he didn't wasn't tempted to cheat and all this other stuff but then like one day, all of a sudden, my job ability cooldowns are like a day and a half, like timers pops up and it's like, hey, you have a day and a half before you can use boost again. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And then I thought about it and I knew how that code worked and I thought about it. And it's I was one like, hell of a boost. I was like, I used it while he turned the server clock ahead so that he could get his relic so he could skip a relic stage immediately. Okay. So he literally just changed the system clock because that's what stuff is based off for the server. So it tells like when you when you trade in a relic on on private servers, um, it it basically does like, uh, okay, this will be available um, from, you know, now plus this amount of time. And then when you go back and talk, it checks the current time and it checks this variable that you have stored for your character of when you're allowed to go pick up the relic. So then while the, all you have to do is change the clock, you know, three hours or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, it says, yeah, it's 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 been enough time. You time travel, basically. 
But then if anybody used their job abilities, their last time they use those abilities gets stored as in the future, like three hours from now. And then when the OS clock gets reset back to what it's supposed to be, you can't use it for 10 seconds after three hours from now or whatever. <laughs> so that was a whole thing. And it was really dramatic. And that's when I was like, I think I'm, I think I'm done. I, 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 I've been too close to the drama with private servers that it finally made me bite the bullet and just resub to retail, get in touch with people I used to play with that apparently still played the game. I was astounded. I was like, holy shit, you guys are still playing. Well, that's why I said that private servers are actually a really good way to have an on-ramp to retail because only do they use the wikis that everyone else in retail uses. They don't generally have their own. If they do, they're not very filled out and there's too much work to yeah. do there, honestly, because wiki is very simple, but there's a lot of work to do there. It's just, it, you look at it and it looks simple, but there's a lot of things that go into that. But I think it's a really good way to intertwine the community on the fringes and inwards to better ensure not only do we have a better experience on retail with everyone, but to ensure that, that there is a, you know, because 11 is like a, a revolving door. People are going to come and go. And to, you know, people get the itch from, from your case, private servers got you back into retail. I think that's a very viable path for people who just want to kind of like dip their toe in the pool. I don't want to commit. And then when you start the project itself of, I'm not committing, I'm just sticking the tip in, I'm not going to go all the way. And then you finally start going all the way. You're like, yeah, I want to go all the way. And then, and then you come back to retail. I think that's very good for the community to have that ability to, to touch and go kind of. Yeah. And for me, I have a hard time playing games I work on. And so when I was devving for a private server, it was hard to actually just play the game as well. I was always trying to, you know, make the new next thing or fix this thing over here. That happens to me in the wiki. I have trouble playing the game yeah. and balancing that with the wiki. Either I do one or the other and I feel really bad. I very rarely play actual games I've worked on after they release. I play it a lot before it releases because we play test. But um, very rarely, like I don't, I play, I still play like dev builds of arcade again. I don't, I very rarely, I, I have like no hours logged on the <laughs> the live game. But yeah, it's it's a thing. It's hard for me to to play something that I've worked on. It's like you're almost too close to it. Yes. So so going into going back to retail very much felt like um, it it felt separate enough that it's like oh I'm not as close and and honestly you pay for that that production value right like yeah the game is like old and janky in in its in its own way but it like works. they have a team of people supporting it <laughs> who know what they're doing as well they're not just some you know, John Doe in his garage who felt like booting up as a private server for nostalgia reasons, but then gives himself all, all the items anyway. <laughs> and those very much don't work compared to retail. But I know we touched on J Zero, play online, uh things of a nature of development, expansion packs and so on. And I don't know, Fox, if you have any more things you're thinking of or talk about here, because we don't have an outline to go off of no, not, not so much like i but, missed uh like when mic stopped working like <laughs> i missed like a bunch of stuff that i was trying to interject and now i can't remember oh no but i was going to say is there anything you see with how the game devs handle the game because i'm doing these things on the fly here to try and incorporate the final touches of what i think people might ask because we have our section on the discord join it if you haven't for things there in brahms and silver and stuff people put stuff there but there wasn't a, a great amount of things to pull from there so a lot of this has been obvious things that talk, get talked about in the community. So we can address the obvious things that go around and maybe gain a little more perspective towards the conversation there so people stop repeating the same things. Because if you go to the official forums, it's nonstop stuff like, give us Fantasia. We want to have different dress-up styles like it's fucking 14. You get not only Cecil, infamous Cecil in there, every other person who wants to cosplay in-game. 
asking for constant uh, Fantasia option nonsense because the the lock style they added to this game was not clearly enough. They had to add more of race changing and everything on top of it. But when it comes to race changing, would be sick. Don't be. I, I would be down. For I I would not. <laughs> I would not be opposed to it being there. It's a cost benefit analysis. Like this whole episode has been speculating on cost benefit analysis because I think it's what they operate on. They kind of the game is no longer in major updates development anymore. And even though we've been getting major updates development, prime weapons, sortie, uh, Shulgal, V20, like those are major things that would constitute, you'd never know that major updates ever ended. Some people even argue it never ended, it's just, we're still getting it. But the attitude is that's ended. Um, so expecting something like uh, race changing and stuff is outside the scope of what I think they're intended. So even though they've given us things that are outside the scope, they're trying not to do that. They want it maintenance mode is maintenance mode. So is there anything back to my original point that when it comes to development of updating cycles, this game, how they handle, is there anything development wise that you see them do that as a developer stands out to you uh, or something you take exception to or something that you think they do? Well, that kind of concept. It's a good question. Um, hmm. I think, I think they do their best to, to be transparent uh, with the community. Um, you also have to remember that like the thing they say publicly, it's like a myth. It's like a legend. There's a, it's based in truth, the legend of Soltar, but there's probably stuff under the hood and, and behind the scenes that's happening that they can't actually talk about without getting in trouble. So there's, there's, there are other forces at work behind the development of this game. Right. Um, I, and I think, I think they do a great job of, um, of, of trying to communicate with, with us as, as much as they can. They're very consistent, right? The, the, they have the become, monthly, yes, the monthly updates, the monthly updates, the, the, the letter from Matsui that, pre, you know, comes out before the update, um, the announcement that, Oh, this is coming. It we, new ambuscades. Who would have predicted that? Um, like they do a good job with that. Um, and that, in that cycle. And it's very predictable. I think they don't engage the English community enough. That pisses me off. I well, think that's been a long-standing thing, but the things exactly, you just mentioned are actually addressed in the NA community compared to before it was nothing. Right. The, so we, that, have a, we have a community the, team now, too. Even of, that's... Kind of engagement with the NA community. I think the, the, the community, the NA community team, the English community team, English-speaking community team, is just like I don't I don't know what they're doing, man. I, I don't I don't really I can't really compare it to the Japanese community team because I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Maybe they're just as bad. I have no idea. So I've given them a lot of shit in the past, and but I've, I I've tuned into a couple of them. I also think their hands are tied in, in Yes, some that's way. what I was going to say, is I think they have a script to read off of, and I think they do certain things, and they don't have any power outside of that. So they just enjoy the game, and they're happy to have a career doing that. So you know, good for them for that. Yeah. Um, outside of that, um, I, I, can, I can almost see a pattern when they have uh, some someone time boxed to come work on 11, like from 14 or whoever, because that's when you see like a bunch of bug fixes going. <laughs> the localization, everything. Like someone who knows what they're doing or knows the code. Base. I think like, it's good that they, they're they consistent. Got them, they got them for a couple weeks. <laughs> because they never were consistent before. I think the consistency is very good because as someone who made bullshit monthly update notes or things like that for the wiki and stuff, it takes a lot of work to do those things consistently. Like sometimes you just want to skip a damn month. Yeah, sorry, my wife was texting me real quick. Um, yeah, it's um, in in like, and well, and then she, she it was a little bit of that. Yeah, <laughs> we're almost done. Uh, she's uh, she um, they, she said beep beep. She said beep beep. They shit just derailed so hard. Um, so they get the guy for so they get the guy for fourteen. They get the guy to come in to do some bug fixes, and they they 
Yeah, and I, and I think I think I think when they do get resources, they put them to good use uh, as as much. I agree, as they can. and I think that's um, what everyone's salivating. They still over need to fix the impatient. fucking palate. They still need to fix the fucking palate and body, but it's whatever. <laughs> they, they <laughs> you really submitted that bug. That's right. That I was you. Did. I did submit that bug, and since then, I submitted on someone. It, it happened to someone. I his sets aren't oh, great, but yeah. I was. I, I submitted the the scholar skill. Do the scholar one. Star scholar yeah, drives they, me. They marked that one as complete. Frank, what? <laughs> I resubmitted the, I'll resubmit that shit again. These, I'm like, sure they marked that as complete. Uh, they said maybe, they addressed it in an update. Maybe. It just happened to me. They, they did I've have an update that adjusted it, but it didn't fix it correctly. Mm. It's it not was better than fixed, what you think it is. It, it's they, an improvement, but it's not correct. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, the... Um, that's the yeah, important I, thing for the communities, to, to keep bringing that up to have them fix that, though. That's That's our job. Yeah, you also have to remember that what like devs are not looking like actual programmers are not looking at that those forum posts. Uh, those are getting curated by another team or another person. Um, and then hopefully ideally they are trying to reproduce them to get even more detail so that the programmer is easy it's easier for the programmer to go find the bug and fix it. Um a lot. I sent a lot of tickets back, especially really when we had newer screenshots. <laughs> when we had, oh, dude, that would be fantastic, right? When we had, I get like videos in my bugs for for work. Like it's excellent. <laughs> That's actually very um, helpful. I bet. My favorite part is actually when they upload the wrong video because they're tracking multiple bugs at once and they get confused. And I go, "That's I'm not. What is this the right video?" And they're like, "Sorry, no." <laughs> oblivion. Um, usually, yeah, we're not oblivion. Usually, I assume I assume an accident over incompetence usually. <laughs> but they uh yeah no when we had newer qa guys you send a lot of tickets back like i need more information like you did not tell me what is that, going wrong that's why we have a template when people ignore the template on the official forums that you can't ignore the template. exactly why they have a template if they yep. if you can't follow a template like i can't be bothered to try and research your yep, bug correct it's important guys it's time out of my day i could be doing something else yeah like making things work on a on a pivot line for maybe uh, adding more adding adding more your boats are cars boats are cars (laughs) sometimes your boats are cars (laughs) you listen man you got to get it done you got to get it done that's right and i did all that in a month (laughs) i think this episode has been very good for touching on the game dev aspects though so yeah no i i i don't yeah there's i could talk about it for literal more hours so. a lot of that seems to be talking about all the personal things like i i imagine personally being in the the game dev industry is very punishing the grind the crunch as you said it's just oh crunch yeah i mean we yeah, can touch on crunch a little bit well, um, well, we constantly or do we need to wrap up sorry well no we don't have to but i imagine crunches people know you have to get stuff done they make it happen in a very short time of working many many hours and sleeping on the floor crying eating uh fucking fritos and stuff and uh, what the the onion ones? What are those called? Funyuns. Funyuns. Yes, the funyuns. Yeah. Thank you, carrot. It's important. <laughs> For me personally, I just want I want to put out a good product at the end of the Put day. an F I in want... front of onion. She tells me it's not that hard. <laughs> but I I want to put out a good product at the end of the day. I want people to enjoy something I I made. Right, like that is that is kind of the goal. Um, yeah. we we've constantly had an argument or not an argument, but a discussion on can can games be made without crunch? And I'm not convinced they can. I agree they can. You know what it has? It has to be accepting certain shortcomings and putting more resources than you want to. Crunch is a result of not having enough desire or resources available to put into it to finish the project in a manner that you deem acceptable and or not just accepting anything being less than what you want it to be. A, a crunch, lot of the time it's not up to you. 
not yeah. what's acceptable is not up to you. Yes, but a lot of the crunch is for stupid bullshit too. It's not just for purely we need to do this to make a good game. This is a lot of mismanagement or or not having enough resources. Yep. You have to work hard because we don't have money to put in the game. There's a lot of that nonsense. Crunch is not necessary. Crunch will be inevitable crunch, in certain aspects, crunch but it's should, not necessary. Yes, crunch should not should not be necessary. Yes, I think in the in the way um, the the industry is currently set up and and the way deadlines are are like lines in the sand um and the way in the way resources are bandied about i, I think it, it does become necessary it's almost an inevitability especially with feature creep and mismanagement and you just you run that's, into it it's kind of hard it's very hard to avoid that's their fault I and mean, it's they basically i've worked in industries where people answer and they say don't accept no for an answer i've gotten a bunch where even though i know it's impossible i'm told not to accept no for an answer and I'm told to keep calling and getting someone online until you get a yes. And notice, noticeably, I don't do that because that's fucking retarded. You can't keep demanding people who you're going to throw on the fire for your own benefit on nonsensical things you should accept that you can't have everything on and, and work to the best of everything and not try to accept bullshit and, and get caught up on it and be like, oh, we have to. No, we don't need this. You don't have to fight over the things you don't accept no on for important things. Not on everything. Everything can't be a matter of not taking no. You can't do it every single time. But crunch resulting in that, even though I don't work in the industry, I don't have any insight into this, that, that, is, that is a matter of people not accepting no when they should. That's a matter of not managing resources. That's a matter of not having the funding you need for the ambitious designs you don't come back on properly. That's a, that's a matter of not caring enough about the people who work for you on top of all that that you would put them through that because there's certain things that just don't get done and you need to accept that, but you can't abuse the people to make it happen because that does reflect in the final product. You can't, you're not going to get it all. And if you think you can crunch it all away, that's like crunching for an exam and this doesn't work there either. You can get certain results, but even that's limited of bleeding the stone i am uh yeah i you're not wrong um sometimes there are factors where sometimes it's it, it is inevitable like you sometimes that crunch and, and getting that paycheck um is putting your employees first because if you don't they don't have a job um so it, it when the company when our company was smaller i'm hashtag blessed that's still a fuck up, um though. that it is it is but it, it is what it is and that, honestly, that's the need to lot of, save it if there's a lot of camaraderie that gets built around working late um and i definitely notice a difference in working with coworkers that have had to crunch alongside me and coworkers that have not or not had to crunch at all yet because they're pretty new and they are the definition of sweet summer children um <laughs> they are still bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and i lo- and i love them for it but i i can't i can't wait to for the day when i watch the just the life leave their eyes and be just jaded as i am as a gen um, individual, I understand it, that, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, it ha- it happens. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm truly blessed with the company that I work for. The, the, the directors of it, the CEO, all of them care deeply. There's a reason I quit and came back, right? Um, it seems like you're, is, you're not everyone, to be. not everyone is that lucky. Um, there are like companies like EA um, and Activision are essentially programmer mills or insert discipline here mills. Um, so. It's it's sad to see people just get hung out to dry constantly by bigger companies, and that's what happens. And people don't see that in their final product of the we, game. Yeah, and we are not we are not alone. Other industries are very much. The that's same. the nature of. The yeah, industry. I usually get upset about this when it comes to like uh, artists and stuff. 
that yeah, it, 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 this this is artistry too. This is not just game. This is artistry. So it's actually the reason I didn't end up a uh, like a graphical designer or artist for animation is because I I knew that you know the sort of things that occur. I think oh. art is core to being a human, expressing yourself. Like if you have a baby and don't give it attention after it's born for several days, even though you feed it, if you don't give that baby attention, that baby will literally die. I mean, there's plenty of baby experiments out there. If you feel like Dr. Good working your way through Google, not that I have, I have not. Right. I just hear about it through the grapevine, of course. Just, but humans naturally, besides being social and needing attention or interaction as a species, create things. And art in that is a basis to who we are as a human species and how we express who we are naturally as an instinctive need to tell people either how we're feeling via speech or via an art medium whether it's graphical design or video game, whatever, there's a piece of everyone in that. So that's when I look at crunches stuff like that, I, I look at it as infringing upon the, the natural human tendency of, of, of how we are as a core people and, and how we throw things and complications into that, that, that just, you know, just like the baby that needs attention so it doesn't die, you can't throw such complication into throwing that into disarray so people want to avoid art in the first place. We're outside my wheelhouse, but yeah. <laughs> Yes, we are. So in a little deep, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's that's me being me. A little philosophical. Goddamn no, communist. I, uh, I don't I don't disagree with you. But back to the game so we can close it out. Fox, yeah. is there anything that comes to your mind that you want to throw here? Because I've you've been marginalized from a disconnect, uh, a muted mic yeah, by there's accident. There's a lot of weird. There's issues not on been my not been nearly enough Fox in this whole episode. There's a few dropouts from your Wi-Fi that aren't a problem, but I mean that's. I'm an extreme amateur when it comes to programming, honestly, because I'm still in school for Just it. take the and floor, though, Fox. I, I want more of you now. And uh, I guess, like, I, I don't really have a lot to weigh in on here, except for my experiences when it comes to this game in particular, or, like, my experiences as an extremely amateur person trying to develop with a very small team of people who basically boil down to just being my friends. So, like, I, I don't really know how this works in the real world. <laughs> But it is nice to to explore some of the similarities between like what Outcast has experienced and how he thinks um, that the similar sort of things go down in FFXI. Um, it's it's good to hear explanations um, about why some of these things that we kind of take for granted could be like how play online works. Um, you know, it's stuff stuff like that. It, it's good to be able to hear it from someone who actually knows what they're fucking talking about. Um, Whereas, you know, all allegedly. I could do is ever would, or, or, right, allegedly, like, <laughs> all, all I could do, yeah, I mean, I don't know you from the next guy, like, you you certainly have an, an interesting list of things that you say you've done. I say mean, obviously, sound, obviously, you've, you've talked enough about this in such a way that, you know, I have no reason not to disbelieve you. But uh, <laughs> just to put that out there. That's a very Fox-esque but, thing to say. Well, right, because I just can't know for certain, obviously. <laughs> I mean, either, either way. I appreciate Either it. way. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm satisfied with where the episode is like as someone who eventually someday wants to go back to amateur game design, like it's nice to, to hear about, you know, some of the things I can at least use what I'm going to school for now in the future for that, you know, is, is like just something that I can do with it aside from, you know, what I eventually end up doing as a profession. So it was really good to hear um, about all this stuff, honestly. And I don't really think I really needed to weigh in a whole lot on this episode. Like, I mostly just enjoyed listening to it. I was um, glad to have you so here, too, Fox, always. Oh, yeah, sure. 
<laughs> no, you're really you're, you you are you may undersell yourself, Fox, but there is no podcast without you. You are absolutely the ground to the uh, overeager, zealous electric current that is myself. Oh, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Without you, I'm the bird that touches the other wire and gets shocked off the pole and falls to the ground. Which is still entertaining. Uh, yes, but then after, after the five seconds, it's over and everyone goes, man, that took five seconds. But that, that's, five that's, seconds that's, not so really, that's not really what I'm getting that's at. What she I was said. just addressing that, you know, I wasn't, so, so it doesn't really matter that I didn't have, I actually say much on this episode for one reason or another. Like, it just doesn't matter. Uh um, because it's just important that that I got to hear the information that I that I wanted to hear out of it. So if I got an episode where I got something out of it. This time. So, Good, like the mental health episode. Yeah, like the mental health episode. Sure. I never. Yeah. I, the, never... Um, I will on. say. I will say. Like once once programmers get over judging each other's code, we're all bonded on a spiritual level. Uh, oh, just, I imagine we, we're <laughs> just there's just shit, man. And we're the psychology we, like, of collective suffering. You kind of you kind of make eye contact over the internet, and you're just like you know. It's like working in retail, actually. Yeah, you and do, it's you do that you, once. And you have been subject to me writing code I have not tested. So, what do you mean? <laughs> that black, the black mage. Uh, oh, that's right. You, you I definitely, yes, you, I definitely just threw something together and sent it to you, and I was like, that might work. <laughs> that probably works. That is in the black mage. Don't worry, guide dude. I do bottom. that too. At the bottom of the black mage guide is that Lua now because it finally got flushed out that's enough sweet. with everything else I added on top of it. You can look at it; it's not going to be great. What I did there is not great even when i when i took the exact code in the scholar one because it didn't have a death mode which complicated mm-hmm. how my mind was seeing it as an amateur who can't organize this better i organized it the way it should be in a more optimal fashion for scholar because there's no death mode i could i could make things a better if then because that's all i know how to do obviously but for the black mage one because it was so complicated with having three modes i didn't know how to properly layer three different contingencies of if thens based on this or that i had to make it very redundant and how it kept repeating certain things over again instead of just handling. Ideally, if you look at something, you want it to handle this, this, that, and not have to do this, this, that, and then again, if this, if not this, this, that, again, repeating the same thing. But that's how I had to do it for the Black Mage one. But other way, for those who don't know, Outcast was the one who helped me with, besides Fox, of course, helping me, uh, naturally, <laughs> with the code for scaling down nukes in there. I know it exists out in the wild, but I just... I needed something I, uh, for mine, and Outcast helped me do that because he's a great guy. Not only did I not know at that time he was a game dev who would wind up on our show, we've now had the mental health episode and game development. We've expanded the categories of advanced topics here that I never thought we would ever touch, which is great. <laughs> you caught me. You caught me on a day I was bored. So, oh, that's good. <laughs> Meanwhile, See, my, my stuff will usually. So, hey, my last, my last bit of programming advice is get it to work, and then make it pretty. That's good. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, Fox. Oh, man, I've already found that out. <laughs> As Fox but, uh, has been doing code for school. I Yeah, but I mean... This yeah, I want it to work better. I can't come to the event, guys. It works, it's, but It's funny because, like, the, the stuff I put out works, but often it has, like, a very terrible runtime. <laughs> Fox, but, have uh, you seen how I do things? Because that's exactly yes, how I, I feel. And so if you know that you're not as bad as the guy who feels the same way you do, you're already doing all right. It, it, it's, it's interesting being the person who who still considers himself an amateur looking in on like the true amateurs and then having someone who actually knows what they're doing and has done it for a living looking at the code that someone who who's not quite an amateur, but is still an amateur looking in on the for people who don't know what they're doing is it's just kind of funny to like see that, that telescope effect, I guess. There's but, some artistry um, to programming for sure. I still come across code yeah. and I'm like, Oh my God, who is this man? <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it's all—it's definitely interesting to me, and you know, I always love to hear more about it for sure. 
but yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I think um, I think if there's there's definitely stuff we didn't get to touch on that I would have well, liked like to. But, you know, time is one, well, dude. We're way over. I'm not. <laughs> well, we're way over. Yes, we're wrapping it up now. Obviously, wrapping it up. But if if people have touch on because we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about careers in gaming. If people are actually curious about that or what skills may or may not translate well, um, if it's a skill you already have. Um, so I guess if people have questions like... If you had five uninterrupted minutes, could you possibly do that? Um, the biggest one I can think of off the top of my head is like any kind of um, graphic design. It, it translates well to UI art, uh, 2D games, and um, concept art. That's actually what programming, programming, programming like software to game dev is um, it's a very different skill set. You you need to do a lot of work um, to to kind of bridge that gap. Um, honestly, mod mod games get into communities mm-hmm. that do that kind of stuff. Even when I joined Cat's Eye, I got a PM from Ash and Bubs. I talked to him before on Reddit before anything else, actually. Uh, feeling out if we want to do an episode or not, which didn't line up. Fox and I agreed didn't line up. There was like nothing really eleven based to like go off of in terms of talking about an episode of that modding is not really not really the medium to talk about. That like it's a visual medium. So he reached out to me when I was on Cat's Eye. He's like, "Oh, you're here by the way," and he talked about how this, that, other thing. But it was uh, as a guy like him who I'm just speculating at this point does that kind of stuff. Uh, the graphic design stuff translating into that. Uh, there is place for that everywhere, obviously. And it, it is an important part of any community. Yeah, man. He he basically does texture work. Um, um, pretty good texture work, actually. And um, it's very appreciated because you go in these servers and it's installed natively, these HD things. And while I don't want them on the retail because I want that that patina, if you will, the disgusting, rusted look. Uh, on the private server, I do appreciate having a different look, actually, when I'm changing between so I know I'm on I'm in a different experience now. And it's, it does look nicer in some ways. Mm. <laughs> I guess. I don't like the textures being different, but like the the rounding of things. Textures, things. The textures are the same. They're higher resolution. It's basically oh, the, okay. the main thing. Yeah, that's all. It just looks because like the rocks in dark or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rocks still look like shit, but they well, they're they, smoother, they look smoother. They, shit. they stand out more. And I'm like, that's not how they look in retail. <laughs> this is not retail accurate. That's well, a, like there's a difference between like we take the character shit. model and soften it out and make it more HD. Like, yeah, this is like an HD version of that character. That's cool. But like we see the rocks, I'm like, those aren't the rocks. I love that you picked out the rocks. That's amazing. Well, I, I started in Bastok because I started a Hume on the private server. I wanted the ring because when I first joined this game, I didn't get my fucking ring. And it bugged me for years. The I number of artists, ring. the number of artists I walk by and they're just sitting modeling rocks is actually it's it's I I can't count them on one hand. Like, <laughs> just I like what are you doing? Making, making fucking rocks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to make a world making without slightly rocks. Different rocks. I'll tell you what, when it comes to um, when it when it comes to like drawing things, it's actually most of the time a lot easier to animate a person than like animate like a machine or something rigid or like a landscape to an extent, because a person is you got like a lot more like motion and expression that comes from it. Whereas, you know, as a person looking at something that there is like a set rule to like how a tree moves or how a rock moves and you expect to see that when you look at it. So it's actually a, a, like whenever you're, 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 you're drawing or animating something that's this living, it's actually a lot easier because there, you can get away with a lot more uh, when it comes to applying like the rules of reality to it. So it's just something I picked up a long time ago. Yeah. Sweet. Um, Shout out to Susu on Lakshmi. 
He is a man, a myth, a legend. Um, every day he runs a vagary and then an omen back to back at 1230 Eastern. Uh, if you're on Lakshmi and you don't know this. Is it a free vagary? Yeah. He just literally invites anyone. The, there are people that literally still to this day AFK during the run and he still like he still invites them to party. Yeah. Um, I, I, will, I occasionally hop in when I can and, and help him out because, um, you know, when I was getting back in the game, he helped me get vagary drops and vagary clears and omen clears and scales and all this other shit. And um, I, I wasn't the best geared when you when you come back. Right. But now I am. So I will tell him, give me a bard and a Corsair and I will fuck up K for you. If you don't have two scholars and two black mages, which is his preferred strat. Every kiss begins. But he rotates. He rotates uh, PPP, Rankabus, and Palaritis every three days. And then they go through. He asks what people, what boss people want. And then when they have all the beads, they'll do an ooh. What is PPP? Besides alone? Putraxia, Perfidian. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. That makes Okay. He's a he's a JP player, and so they they play they play it like the end of their night. And there's a few other guys in that group that that come and are all solid players. So if there's anybody on Lakshmi who's getting started again, that's they do that literally every day. He's been doing it every day since I started playing again two years ago. The man is a machine. I think he's like, um, uh, what is the in the Princess Bride, the the like the pirate. <laughs> the pirate legend that he just keeps the replacing. Dread Pirate Roberts. Dread Pirate yeah. Roberts. I think it's a Dread Pirate Roberts situation where <laughs> it's not funny. the same. It's not the same guy behind the keyboard. He just like he hands off the <laughs> he hands off the reins. Lucifer Lucifer just got back to me. He says, "What? Why did I even come up in this episode? Why am I even a blip? I've done so little." <laughs> Love you, Lucy. <laughs> anyway, that was just my quick shout out. Everyone in my LS is like, "Dude, shout out Susu." Yeah, that guy has so much patience. <laughs> okay, and thank you, Outcast. I mean, if we ever do, based on what I said tonight, Fox, I know this is on the fly. This is like a thing we should probably say off air, but I'm just going to do it anyway because that's, that's what I do. Uh, do you ever think, based on what was talked tonight, there'd be a reason? I want to obviously experience further, and I want to actually write something up on it just to write up. Uh, I want to create an op-ed section on BG for to write an actual op-ed on this just because I feel like doing it. Uh, would you ever think there's a reason to do a private server episode? Not to just like purely talk about like how I try to tie it on to tonight about how it impacts the community and it's the wiki is an on ramp to retail as Outcast also expressed for him was true. Do you ever want to do a private I think, server? I think if you're trying to do a private server episode with a specific message message in mind before talking about the private server episode, then I think it will fail as an episode. Really? Uh, yeah. Because I like, turned down the idea before I said no private server episode. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I think that a lot of the time we we won't have an unbiased enough message surrounding it to evaluate it properly. And I think that if we go in, talk to this guy, and we already have the mindset of, hey, we want to talk about private servers as an on-ramp to retail. But that's, that's already not the wrong, yes. necessarily what their philosophy is. You know, like you, you run into a lot of things where there's like weird disconnects and you're just trying to like jam a weird message on somebody's throat without having well, anything relevant to say. I, I do so. think there's value in the experience there, but as an entity, Probably. it can't exist without retail and it can't undercut retail and it can't compromise retail, but it also it doesn't be, have to. It could be fine if it's just about how it works, right? But, I guess, but why would we do that? We've never done anything not retail based before, right? So, and that's why I said it wouldn't work as an episode of free. <laughs> I mean, I, I, not I, don't, I don't know that, do that, but I don't know that other people have had the same experience as me either. It's that's purely anecdotal. That's 
I haven't had the experience at all. So like, I can't talk from personal experience on how private servers work. So it's another episode where I'd be like, yeah, they, they know, crash. I do some things in game. A lot of things are buggy. <laughs> when you fight a worm, it's OP because it casts constantly on you instead of only hitting you in melee range, like on retail. Crazy. I wonder really if they fix the bug where worms move above ground. So I've seen that still. So no. <laughs> so no? Okay. They so have I've largely, but I, I, I've seen it today. I, I, I looked into it for a while. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. Usually you don't see it, but I saw it today. It was terrain-based, of course, too. Um, so I guess actually that would be a good point of contention for saying, if you've enjoyed this episode and you've heard that question just now about that and you have a commentary about that private server question about a future episode or not, uh, it's already looking poor for the outlook. But if you have commentary that you think is valuable to the process of whether we create that or not, which is ultimately still down to Fox and I. I will ultimately, obviously, defer to Fox. I'm not going to force him and drag him along to anything. It's it's always mutual when we do this. And I I'm not yeah. I'm not obviously. I mean, maybe that's not obvious or not, but I would obviously not. It's not important to me to do one on that because I've already turned it down in the past, and I I've not suddenly had a change of heart. We're like, oh, we should do this now. No, I, I, if there's value there, I'd like to explore it. If there's not value, I don't want to, obviously. But if you have any commentary on that, please email us at Fox. What is the email? Uh, WTF Invanadil at gmail.com. The show name at gmail.com. Pretty straightforward. I haven't messed it up since episode two. <laughs> <laughs> episode two. Before the mic. Oh man, episode yeah. two. Oof. We've that was that's that's from our uh, couch phone discussions to having a mic. That's that's a big jump. Yeah. So yes, and thanks again, Outcast. If there's anything else you want to add to this before we sign off here, or anything you want to plug. No, uh, thank you guys for having me. Glad we could finally do it. It was a uh, it was a good time, and um, this podcast has honestly made me a better player of the game. So, Damn thanks straight. to you guys for uh, for putting it out there. Hey, all right, I have exactly one success under my belt. <laughs> I, I believe the people in West Virginia say "rootin' tootin'." <laughs> yeah, thanks for your time, man. Yes, well, yeah, that was the whole goal of Fox was to you know hopefully impact people like that. So, Fox, you do have one achievement. I'm sure there's more than one out there, though. Yeah, I saw it pop up on my hood. So, <laughs> that, <laughs> he's still on his 360. Player, he's going to upgrade to a different version of 11. That's that player yeah. feedback we need. <laughs> yes, please, right please email that. Otherwise, the concierge, I had to go check it again, but uh, someone recently joined the concierge and joined the link to the Discord today. I generally ask when you show up, how did you end up in this hellhole? They said, oh, I picked up the concierge link shell. I go, okay, that, that's definitely a minority of them. But, oh, okay. Uh, Otherwise, so email us, uh, write us something there, or join r slash Final Fantasy 1-1, and that is it. Yeah. Um, later, guys. <laughs>